And we're live. Uh, hello, everybody. This is Lucid Indifference, and uh, it is 2020-1101. What is this, episode 31 now? Yes. That's pretty good. Let me actually mute our stream. Wow. Well, I got a new microphone and a new sound setup, so I'll be talking about that probably pretty quickly. Um, well, episode 31. Well, we had Halloween yesterday. And, uh, that was interesting because it was the first time in a very long while in, in memory, really, that I actually went out and handed, hand candy out. And this, uh, we don't have very many people that, that wander around and the times are a little bit strange, but I almost ran out of candy. So I'm very happy about that. And I'll make a point to, I'll make a point to have way more candy, have way more candy. I did something rather weird this time. I decided that I would take candy and put them in little baggies and hand the bags out, which got a, which I think got some weird looks, but uh, I, I don't know. I thought I liked it. I liked the idea. I thought it was a little bit fun, and uh, I don't like the idea of just like sprinkling handfuls of packages of stuff. So I don't, I don't know. It's a little different. It was kind of a social distancing experiment in some sense, but um, I did end up handing out uh, these little foam airplanes and I remember loving them as a kid and I got some good reactions out of that uh, I was a little shy about it I forgot a few times <laughs> just there were people that that would run away before I would reach down and get something else so <laughs> it's uh, they were excited uh, it, it was nice because I had uh, I had quite a lot of piles of people all at the same time and probably the uh, the fascinating thing well we've got like Okay, so our castle has quite a long driveway to actually get to us. So a lot of parents will just stay out there and the kids will walk through the haunted forest and they'll come here. And so sometimes it's like a little eight-year-old and I'm not going to hand a kid that's too young an airplane because the last thing I want is, well, I'm actually a little bit, I'm not sure how many of them got crushed in candy as they were going to the next places or if they figured it out, if they pulled it out or what's going on. But little kids, the last thing I would want is for like them to be throwing it around the house and like breaking, breaking the china or something like this. I, d I don't think that's possible, but it it's it's one of these like I handed a couple to parents uh, just just for that reason, just so they can kind of uh, be be caretakers over that, make that decision themselves. And it's like, no, no, I'll I'll hang out to these for you. <laughs> um, so m maybe it will be a bit of. Uh, Kind of a parent child time to go and assemble a little plane together i think i'll take that a little bit more seriously next time and uh i'm not going to hand out so i don't know if it's an american tradition i think it is uh, they had in probably the 50s is when it was popular these they would make gliders so they would make like little airplanes little replica airplanes with a little propeller and everything but they make them out of balsa wood and you can still get those, but they're very, very expensive. Um, and uh, maybe if I find some local place, maybe, maybe, I don't know. But it, to get, it, to go on Amazon and just buy them there, you would buy them individually, basically. You, you'd pay quite a lot versus just getting something made out of styrofoam, which, I mean, it should still last quite a long time. And you assemble them. They come in a little kit with like a few parts and just kind of slot them together and put a little little nose gives it some weight and with a little plastic propeller i tried one it flies <laughs> it's kind of interesting 
I guess you'd have to throw it pretty hard to get some good distance, but it, it's viable. And it's more interesting than, uh, I mean, what, what would I do? Like the equivalent would be some sort of origami related thing that I, that I'd kind of keep it folded and then, then hand those out. But I wanted something in like a sealed package and stuff like this. So that was interesting. That was interesting. There was some minion. You had some concern over the number of people that might come. Uh, like, was it in this neighborhood that there were very few trick-or-treaters a couple years ago or something like this? Because you were surprised. I was I never here. I'm never here to see Halloween go. Oh, you're always like At back work. in. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that makes sense for you. Yeah, slaves, slaves job is never done. So, well, I mean, I, I, you should have taken advantage of it. This was what you did have Halloween off, didn't you? So you could have gone, you could have dressed up like yourself and gone out trick-or-treating and scaring little children and stuff like this. <laughs> that would have been rather funny. Or you could have just sat, we, we, like we could have traded and you could have handed out presents. I can't be bothered to, presents. <laughs> presents. Like little, that's what I'm doing, like little baggies of candy. They're like little presents. And They're handing out airplanes. Bunches of candy. Yeah, okay, well. Uh, what was a little bit it was weird for me it was weird for me too we didn't actually hand out any chocolate that's because other minion doesn't like chocolate so i think he just gravitated towards like regular sweets just like chewy stuff um and i i tried them all just to make sure that they were acceptable to my taste some of them like skittles um they're little mostly soft candies uh kind of got crushed at some point <laughs> but but they're still good um and I'm glad I handed out, like I, I insisted on handing out multiple, multiples of everything. I wouldn't hand out like one little party pack sized thing, anything like this. I'd always hand out multiples. And it's a really good thing because I opened up this morning because I have some leftovers, not a whole lot, not the good stuff. And I opened up one of the packs and it had all of two candies inside. <laughs> it's like, no, it's, I was expecting five at least. I would be a good number. I mean, they were heavy candies, but there's only two. So if I, if I handed one of those out, some kids somewhere is going to be like, why does this package only have two? And wow. Okay. <laughs> a kid is still going to do that, but they're going to have lots of other candy at least. So hopefully they won't remember me. I'm not going to be the bad guy. I'm going to be the weird guy that had, uh, cause I bought, I bought two masks and I was going to wear one, but cause I almost died wearing a mask. Um, this was kind of a weird, sweaty, awkward experience. I wore it like to one visitor. I kind of held it up and then took it off. I, I just can't wear it where, where it actually has no hole for the mouth. It just has, so I'd like exhale and it would fog up the inside. So I was like, nah, this is not going to work out for like three and a half hours of you know, waiting for kids. I was reading during all that. And I, uh, but I had two masks. I had one that didn't fit. And, uh, it, it was one that I, I could wear cause I had some decent, uh, straps on it to actually tie it. And it was okay, but I tried replacing them. That didn't work out very well. The other one, it was, it's bigger. It's, it's a little more adult size. I think the other one is too, but it's meant for, a, I guess, a bone structure that's thinner than my face. And so I hung the, the one that didn't fit me. I hung that on my front door and I wasn't sure if it would be stolen or not. And I'm not sure how I would have felt about that because like somebody somewhere would have been running around with like a really awesome, what it is, is it's a, 
like a Victorian age jester mask. People were saying it's the Joker because <laughs> they know Batman, right? But it's not. It looks nothing like that. And uh, so I'm like, okay, well, if somebody steals it, then they can put it on their wall. It would be really cool. And they would get to live with the moral conundrum of having stolen that. And I, I'm also okay with that. It wasn't very expensive. And what else am I going to do with it? I'm not going to hang it in my, in like my bedroom or something like that. Would I put it in a hallway? Like what? It's, it is art. It is kind of weird, but I think people would be, I think it's more appropriate to be hanging like art, art, like paintings or something rather than objects. Cause that's kind of out of style. Um, I do have some objects in my life that I've thought about having glass cases on the walls and just having some of these things in, but most of them are, are keepsakes. They're not really, I don't know. They're not really things that I would show off as such. So I wouldn't put them on display. I do just want to have them and keep them. I do have some stuff that like, I, okay. So I did reassemble my room, but I'm going to talk about that when I talk about the audio and stuff a little bit later, but I do want to talk about, I, 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 I think my first vi visitors came way before the sun went down and it was like a group of guys. And you know, these guys are going to be like really pushing it hard and going everywhere they can. Cause they already had quite a lot of candy. They were just going out first and making sure they had a lot of stamina running around. They were really excited. They, uh, they actually walked across my lawn and, and broke some stuff on the way over. I'm like, yeah, okay, fine. That's cool. <laughs> that's cool. That's hilarious. Uh, and I didn't care. I'm glad they didn't like stumble down one of the holes that we were digging in the, in the front yard. I don't know if we've talked that much about what we were doing out there, but we're, we're relocating bodies and it's really important that you, that you do it right. And, uh, our backyard, nobody goes into our back. Well, nobody comes out of our backyard if they go into our backyard. So that's, that's fine. But we actually just recently had uh, these holes kind of filled in cause we were getting sick of, of cats using them as litter boxes at any rate, at any rate. So I, for hours, really well before sundown out strangely until about eight 30 and that's about it. And then I was expecting older kids to still be out and around. Like I will accept 16 year olds. That is perfectly fine. Uh, getting into high school gets a little bit awkward and I think they just naturally, Hold on. Hmm? You said except 16-year-olds, so you actually denied? No, no, I would never do that. But if if we had, like, kids that were getting a little bit too old, but it was later at night, I'd be fine with that. I, I expect little kids to be out early, even before sundown. That's cool. But to, And then to go, kind of go home, go to bed early. So I would never expect somebody that's, like, nine with their parents wandering around a couple of hours past sundown. So I would expect them to maybe go out for probably not even three hours, right? Is, is kind of what I was gambling at. But I thought that older kids would stay out a lot later. I was expecting like another wave of older trick-or-treaters. And like I said, I, I would not have been surprised if I had 16-year-olds or something like that. But I think once you get around that age, they, they naturally start shying away from going out. Um, I wouldn't. I, th I think... Like we've talked about what adulthood is really. And I think one of the, one of the signs of adulthood surrounding Halloween is 
you either go out trick-or-treating or you go and get drunk at some party. <laughs> and somewhere around there, which is unfortunate because I want like, like one day away from 18 to be coming out trick-or-treating. And then, then at eight, uh, the 18-year-old, the, the birthday party Halloween person, I want that person not trick-or-treating anymore. But like a person that's 17, 16, must feel kind of in between and awkward and stuff. <laughs> which I think is really a shame. I think that's exactly the kind of person I want. Like we, now we just call it cosplaying, which is a little strange, but I, I would want to see that kind of person, like a, the group of friends that just goes out trick or treating and they're, they're dressed up, but they're dressed up proper. Like they're, they're trying cause they can, maybe they've got a little bit more access to money or something like this. Um, and I did see some older kids, but I don't know that I saw anybody older than 14, which seems about right to me, but I do feel kind of bad about, about anybody that's kind of in that. It's like being the middle kid, right? Or, or the third wheel on a date or the, right. It's, it's the wrong age. So I don't, I don't know. Well, I did see one time, which I thought was great. I thought was a great excuse is is the older sibling with the much younger sibling and they're going a trick or treating together. So I'm like, well, that's, that's all. I'll, absolutely. That person's a little, getting a little bit too old, but bring, bringing a little sibling out. No problem. That's awesome. Th that gets a reward of candy. And, uh, so yeah, so I had fun and because it was, it was, you know, a few hours, uh, I actually, I literally washed off minion. You were bragging that you also have a tablet that you can wash which, which is, mine's just an e-reader and I got it just because, uh, you know, it's one of these, it's e-ink. So it's just black and white while well, it's grayscale and it's meant to be, uh, not quite paper-like, but really close and, uh, backlighting, uh, that changes color depending on time of day and, and light detection, all this kind of stuff that I just turn off. <laughs> and, and so it's, it's single, it's pretty much single purpose. I can kind of surf on the net for it with it, but like I can download texts for it and I can all this kind of stuff. But anyhow, I, I, I pulled that out and I was, uh, and I just read, I actually read one, well, one 100 page book and one, I think was about 60, 60 pages. And they're just like little eBooks that were, I think they actually have physical, physical editions. And it's a little bit unfortunate because you can't get these as physical things anymore. Uh, the, the author, uh, what, what would the correct expression be? The author got saved and he decided that his previous works were not appropriate for his new lifestyle. And I'm, I'm fine with that, but it just means that all of the, all the original stuff is just went, uh, became unavailable. He just, no warning, turned his Amazon store off, just went, nope, I'm done. I'm done now. And I happened to have made off like a bandit with a deal well before that, um, probably more than three months before that. Uh, I made off like a bandit with a deal on the entire collection, his entire works. It was like, I don't, it's more than a dozen books as uh, like eBooks. So I, I had that collection loaded up and I just read a couple and it's him touring Europe and this kind of stuff. It was really interesting stuff. Uh, I'm told I need to read more and, uh, 
I've lived a life of study, <laughs> of quiet contemplation and study for so long that I, I had a hard time being entertained when reading. It's the strangest thing. But I actually got into this stuff because it was, um, I, I can't, I can't read and not learn. So I end up, I skew my choices to, to like the classics or other like literature, right? Uh, even when I'm reading something like fiction. So I've got a couple of, of collected works of short stories of science fiction and they're terrible. But I'm, I'm supposed, and I should be interested in that. I love science fiction. This is just a terrible collection. And, and well, I'm, I, so I'm reading that, but I'm studying it and, and I'm studying everything else. And even these couple of books that I got read on Halloween, um, I was, I was studying it. I was studying the style and just kind of paying attention to that, but it was generally good. Like outside of that, um, decent writing, very friendly, this kind of stuff. It wasn't fiction though, which, which no, I, I liked it. It was very personal and I, I was laughing and it really, it put me in a very good mood so that I was already, I was already happy and smiling and really enjoying the mood. And, uh, and it, I guess it helped me present myself well as trick or treating, as trick or treating continued. So that was a nice experience. That was nice. Um, what was I going to say? Um, the, my, it's a, the e-reader is nothing special these days, but I got it because, you know, it has all the right, it pushed all the right buttons. It was, it was light, but pretty sturdy. It was waterproof, which was unusual at the time. It had black backlighting that I could really easily adjust all this kind of stuff. And it was, it was dumb, right? It was really meant as an e-reader. It couldn't do, it wasn't an Android device. I couldn't do stuff with it. Now it had some beta features like a beta web browser, but it's, it's uh, God awfully slow. Now I can surf with it, but the thing is it's got, it's an e-ink display, right? So the thing about e-ink is that it's designed to be extraordinarily low power. So what it is, is it, is, is it will manipulate pixels into grayscale and then there's no power applied to actually maintain the different, the contrast, the difference between the grayscale and the not engaged pixels, let's say. And so what it does is it manipulates the pixels on the page and that just lets it sit there and you, and it takes a while for you to read an entire page of text. And it has a little bit of power that gets used that waits for your finger to touch, to move things. And then it flips the page. It, blanks the screen and redraws the new image, essentially renders the new image. And that process takes a while. It takes a while and then it kind of goes to sleep again. And this entire process means that it's a very low power device, like really impressively low. And so, um, if you're trying to surf with something like that, what happens is you can like hold your finger somewhere and drag it up. Like you're, so you're scrolling, scrolling down a page. So a web page somewhere. And it's trying, it's taking steps in between, like, it's like having a really, really low frame rate on something like maybe two frames a second as you're dragging. And once you're done dragging somewhere, so you kind of like blindly drag a little bit to try to get one page or whatever the heck. And it kind of like, it smears it. <laughs> 
and then it flashes the entire thing to once it settles down and it, and it tries to redraw everything with with its best quality and that is an agonizing process so it's really not suitable for anything but reading text like it's it's even com which is a real shame and this is the one thing that i might actually uh if there's a color version of something like this i would get it or if there's a better resolution i would probably get that black and white so uh for comics of all things not for manga but for actual like western comics and this is because there are some like tv shows uh, maybe some movies that that continue things in that format so some things have novels but sometimes there are also the, just these other other things and it'd be nice to have that experience all of that wrapped up together in that in that device and i got a bunch of so there's a, a tv show babylon 5 which i highly recommend it's still some of the best television and it it concluded it, it had an entire season to conclude things and it but it also had comics that came out after the fact continuing some of the storylines like explaining some of the lore let's say some of the universe and so i got as much as i could find and um and i can't look at it because it just it cannot be rendered correctly and it's one comic book page that's kind of thinned down into this device so it's a combination of poor quality and uh it can't be scaled properly and it looks awful it's and it's it doesn't just look awful like i can pinch and i can zoom in and stuff like this but it takes forever to do that <laughs> so it's just it's hell so i can't like navigate around a page looking at it more clearly as though i were using a magnifying glass looking at a at a uh, like at a newspaper right and you're just kind of like reading a sentence at a time kind of thing i could not do that with this device for comics so that's one thing that might convince me to buy a different device but this thing costs enough and i haven't used it enough and it, it interestingly enough it has annotation features and this kind of stuff so it's it's actually it's actually pretty good i'm very happy with it um i would recommend other people buy it but there's new stuff that's out now and go do your own research this kind of stuff as a device i wouldn't uh, it's definitely better than a phone i don't know that i could handle staring at a phone but maybe a phone turned landscape and this kind of stuff um, there's just something more authentic about seeing things in black and white i don't know it's 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 nice to have a standalone device for each thing having these all-in-one monsters means it does all of those things kind of badly kind of badly yeah i still i still hope the phones will get better one day uh anyhow so i i am supposed to be opening shows with the bullet points of stuff that i would like to talk about but i really don't have a lot this time uh i have some leftovers from last year really but um uh i'm let me let me just wrap up halloween just with everything else that i could think of uh so i had complained that other minion forgot candles and stuff he actually went out and bought more candy which is really good because if he hadn't done that i would have run out uh and he picked up some flashlights now he didn't pick up extra batteries because again it's just a minion so what does he know but at least these ones lasted and what happened is uh, you just put them inside a pumpkin and shine the shine it at the inside 
And when you make a pumpkin, normally people think of pumpkins as being cut all the way through, which is really, which, which is a good idea. That's like the tradition, but you can actually carve something into the face without, and into the flesh of it without needing to punch into the inside. You can get by manipulating thickness. So, so there's that hard skin and you can just cut into it a little bit and you'll get, there's so much material that it actually diffuses and it doesn't let a lot of light through. But if you cut in, the further in you cut, the thinner the distance from the outside to the inside. And so you can actually manipulate something like grayscale and do something rather fancy if you really understood how to do things. And you can manipulate the light inside too if you wanted to, to weaken the light inside in order to get different effects, if you wanted to have multiple lights, if you want to shine in different directions inside, maybe even have colors and stuff more animations, like have the color strobe or something weird like that. I mean, it's possible. The, uh, the backup was putting an old phone inside with flashlight mode on and just hope nobody opens the lid to the pumpkin and goes, Hey, a free phone, <laughs> take it. Um, so, but, but he, he did one decent face and one, he just made the, like the tiniest dumb smiley face. <laughs> so we have this big, big pumpkin with this tiny little face. And, uh, that did get a comment that people thought that was hilarious. Uh, yeah, <laughs> if it was our only pumpkin, I'd be embarrassed, but that there, that was like a leftover second secondary pumpkin. And it was possible to gouge that out and turn it into a proper pumpkin face. If we just, if it didn't work. <laughs> so anyway, anyway, um, so I, I was kicking my junk food, my junk food habit, but, um, so Halloween <laughs> crap <laughs> and all the Halloween leftovers. I'm not giving them away. I'm going to eat them. And, uh, so I got to try Swedish fish, uh, for the first time. And Swedish fish is just a, uh, gummy. It's not like gummy bears. So for, so most of our audience is American. So it's not like gummy bears. It's, uh, it's very similar though. It's a chewy, sweet treat, right? And they're shaped like a fish. Duh. Anyhow. So the, it's the first time I've tried them. And I've heard of Swedish fish, but they're sold in Sweden. And some of the, just some of the candies are kind of universal and sold over here as well. And this kind of stuff, but I had never tried Swedish fish, but I've heard of it. And I heard of it based on, uh, this one story that a guy was saying, I, I don't know if I've talked about it on this show before, but I know I've told other people about it and it goes like, so, so this is a tech so this is a computer tech person. And one of the problems that exists in technology is when you're doing purchases of, of equipment of like computer parts, sometimes they don't work. And sometimes it's, uh, the, the object just, it didn't pass. Like somehow it escaped quality assurance and it arrived dead. Sometimes it arrives, it works, but it, uh, it doesn't work for very long actual. So it might've passed the quality check, got to the user, the user tries it a little bit and then it fails, which does happen an annoying, uh, an, with annoying frequency. And so sometimes these texts will have to like send a hard drive back and the hard drive's just been used for one day. They were just throwing data at it and running some tests and it just dies. So they send it back and sometimes they send parts back because they're not compatible and they only realize that after the fact and this kind of stuff. Sometimes you know, all these kinds of things happen. And when they're returning something there, it's called an RMA. Uh, 
can't remember what the acronym stands for, which was weird because I was in the receiving side of that industry too. And it's like return manufacturer authority or authorization something. I can't remember. Anyway, future self can go look that up and then post a link. And the, so there's a lot of reboxing it, reusing the packaging. So uh, even what it's just a habit, even now I still keep the packaging for a little while just in case the device doesn't work out. And sometimes I keep packaging for potentially years if it's an awkward thing to return because I might get a five-year warranty on something. Um, and so the story that this one tech was giving was he started randomly throwing in a package of these candies uh, called Swedish fish. He would just put a pack of Swedish fish in the like in the faulty motherboard or whatever the heck in that box. And he would send that back with no anything. He's just like, here, have some candy and just sends it. And so it's like somebody at the other end opens this box, goes, Hey, well, that's awesome. And this, so this guy that sends the candy actually gets better service. And it was like this, uh, he, he had kind of talked about it in his circle of friends. And then he actually like, I don't know if it was the same guy or somebody else ran that kind of like as an experiment to actually see if that was a real thing. If you actually got superior service by essentially bribing because the guys on the other end. So there's that's there. That's the tech nerd guy with the candy. Who's got the problem. Who's got the parts who's done troubleshooting or whatever the heck who's packing and sending something back right? It's the old, oh, frustration. Now you got to wait for it to be checked and get another thing sent back and, or buy something new. And right. So, so that's, that's the, that's the, that's the nerd at the sending end. And then you've got a nerd at the receiving end. And it's like the same kind of guy. It's just the other side of the coin. And you can imagine somebody receiving a package like, oh, okay, another one, got to open it up, make sure that it's not like a bag of rocks or something like that. And double check that it matches the order that we sent out and check the serial number. And maybe, maybe that same person also does the actual physical checking. So they have a test bench that they put it on they plug all these parts in and they boot it up and they see if they can reproduce the problem. Uh, maybe they do in-house servicing and they'll to perform heavy troubleshooting and replace parts and then send it back with, with the warranty, like send it back repaired or something like that. Because maybe there's just one part on a motherboard that's kind of not working right and they can fix it. I don't know. Or maybe they just did do all the checks to see if that person's trying to scam them and then just pick something brand new off the shelf and send that. Maybe they test that. I've heard of stories of people that um, they've had multiple replacements also not work for different reasons. Uh, so the nightmares happen. But you can imagine the receiving nerd opening it up going, and there's a bag of candy there. <laughs> Just being like, because it's the exact same kind of nerd. So sending nerd likes the candy. Goes, hey, maybe maybe receiving nerd would like this. And actually send, and receiving nerd is like, oh my God, this is awesome. <laughs> because they're the same kind of person so and that the person that gets the bribe let's let's face it (laughs) will be like oh i'll just i'll do this now why not because they've got a a line of stuff they need to do today and that happens to be the thing that got their attention and it doesn't matter to them what order all these get processed in they just have whatever 
their goal is. I wonder if that got picked up by the mic. That sounded like it did. Minion, did you hear that? I heard. Through you or through the window? Through through me. You're using headphones, right? I could hear it through the window rather than through you. Oh, awesome. Okay. So I'm so excited. I may as well talk talk about it now before the break. So that I so that the break will interrupt me and make me stop. Uh so I got a new microphone and I the thing is it came in really extra early. I got one of these um pessimistic uh, shipping estimates and uh and then it arrived early. I think I think the store does that on purpose because I went and read some reviews and other people are like, oh, I was given like 20 days estimate. It came the next day. <laughs> like, yeah, something is, something is a little weird at any rate. And they sent me a hat for some reason. And Minion, you were saying you, you bought underwear and got a hat with it. That's like, what? <laughs> yeah, some companies send stuff when you purchase through, well, it's more, I don't think it's incentive, but it's a thank you, I guess. I suppose. And I've seen like little postcards like or little business cards that say, you know, if you like your purchase, give us a give us a rating. If you don't, here's how you contact support, right? As a way of and saying, please don't. Back. <laughs> well, they they won't give you too many details, right? Um but that that's exact that is kind of a Swedish fish thing, isn't it? It's it's and it's a little surprise. I actually don't like that when I almost ever. <laughs> so I've, I've ordered stuff directly from China. Uh, and, and sometimes they do that, but it's, you're getting some cheap thing from China already. And this, this, they'll send something else with it, but it's like, it's a free thing with it. And so it's going to be even cheaper. <laughs> so I'm, I'm already feeling kind of bad about buying some cheap thing, but I, they send some other useless thing. And it's, it's useless. And I feel bad because I have to throw that out. I can't even give it to somebody because it's some, it's like an extra tassel or something weird. It's like, what, what for? I don't, I don't need a bookmark here. I don't, I've got like, <laughs> uh, the hat, at least the hat's useful. And they gave me, I don't even know what it's called. So in Canada, we do actually use the word toque for a winter hat. It's not that common. Because usually those are like knitted and they would, they would roll up. And so you'd have kind of a brim across your forehead. So it's a little bit too big and it might be a little, little awkward, but you can pull it down over your ears. And they often have these pom-poms that is unironically worn. It's just there. It's just, and, uh, I think it's more of a girl thing these days, or it's more of a kid thing. So men tend to not have that. And, uh. And it, we don't, so, so we have that. So we have toques and I know that at least in the United States, they have some people wear something like that, but I don't know that they use the word. <laughs> and so minion, maybe you'd know. Uh, so there is another kind of hat style that it's thin and it is a little bit too, I guess I would say it long and it's got nothing on the top. So it's kind of like, I don't even know what to call it. It, it is very hat like no brim or anything like that, but it's just a really simple, like sock on your head kind of thing. Oh, I know there's, I know there's I've seen them. It. I don't know the correct term or yeah, I, don't I don't know, know what either. they're called. 
Because I've seen like like skaters will wear them, and they'll often yeah, have... skaters, snowboarders will wear them in the winter. Yeah, well, well, snowboarder maybe. Well, I, I guess if they get pretty hot, they still have to have a hat on, or they'll die. But maybe because you're supposed I to mean, have like layers, as they're right? walking as if when they're not in the snow, some might yeah. just wear those. Maybe I don't find them very warm, so I had it on my list to get a hat something like this. It's one of these, I'm really finicky and I don't like logos. So I don't like most, most things. Cause why would I walk around with branding on it's, and, and especially if it's like knockoff branding, <laughs> I'm, I'm really not proud of, of like saving a couple of bucks on a hat. Uh, I don't want to advertise for them. I really don't want to advertise. And, and, but I was looking for a spare cause, uh, I've got no hair. I shave it off and so wearing a hat is mandatory like so I uh even summertime right I'll wear a baseball baseball cap save my scalp because scalp cancer is a thing right skin cancer for well men men who are either balding you know have the little little patch little missing patch the, the monk thing or who shave their head have just exposed skin and exposed skin consistently up there and exposed to sunlight and sunlight is generally a bad thing for skin and i know there are people who tan sunlight is bad for skin uh i happen to not like the appearance uh sometimes i like tan lights right because it's a con it's a highlight it's a contrast it's it's like wearing stockings it, so there so there's that but skin cancer is a thing and so i'll wear hats and in winter time i gotta wear a hat or i'll die and i mean that literally and so i wanted a spare because the if, if it so happens that for some reason like my other hat is kind of splitting at the seams oh, kind of thing hang on a second what if you just wear something that covers your ears and you step outside in the winter <laughs> because you said anything like a piece covering your head your head starts to get warm and then gets hot. Well, that's the problem, isn't it? So I can never become. But, but so the thing which is, one wins? So in in winter time, if I'm outside, I have to wear a hat, and I'm still cold. So it's a hat is never good enough for me. So uh, I don't have that problem. In the summertime, the shade wins. So I need the hat, and my head. It I'm hot all over, and I'll die after too long outside. But if I'm wearing a hat, the even the fact that there is shade on a black hat that's right on top of my head, that is still better than just bare sunlight. Bare sunlight is pretty bad. Plus, I'll shine when I sweat. Like uh, shaved, like a, a scalp is very different than just a, re a regular head because it naturally produces quite a lot of oil, and that oil just it normally just leads to nice, shiny, beautiful hair, and uh, but without the hair, it, it just sits on top. <laughs> so, so that's another good reason to wear a hat in the summertime in the wintertime. Yeah. I'll be cold no matter what I wear. And I don't know why, where, I don't know why people wear ear, like ear warmers, but that alone, I know that wouldn't even help me. I actually, I got, uh, when I was a kid, I don't know if you knew this. When when I was a kid, I actually got like ear warmers. That's quite self-explanatory. No, no, no. Well, what was I talking about that made you say that? 
You don't know why people wear ear warmers? Yeah. Well, I don't. And there are some people that wear those and no hat, which is well, like, well, well, let's take females. Let's take females. Let's take people with long hair. Okay. So you can walk around with it, but sometimes you do tend to do it up or such, and your ears are very exposed. Now you're used to having your hair as a layer of protection as an insulation, I guess. But your ears are well widely exposed, so you just want to cover them after who knows how long you've been outside. Well, ears are vulnerable, and sometimes hats don't come down and cover more of the ears. And they so some never people, do. Yeah. Well, uh, there are hats now that that are out that can kind of do it. Just the sh- like the shape of your head and your neck being there, things will roll up, so the bottom of your ears will will almost always be exposed. No matter what you do, which is why scarves are a thing, and then scarves are your neck, and then like so, so yeah, I can I can see where there's there this there is this middle ground where earmuffs would be useful. Um, but I that would never be a thing for me, I, even though I would want to wear that. It's just it's a style that doesn't seem to work, so I don't so I don't do it. Um, I kind of regret not developing that as as an interest of mine (laughs) and uh because when i was a kid uh, it was particularly cold particularly cold one day and i didn't have a hat on and uh, i had i i had long hair at the time and it's one of these like there is this balance where i can i can get away with not having a hat on depending on the weather i just made a bad decision i don't think i lost my hat or anything like that but i had to make it to a friend's girlfriend's house and i underestimated the uh, i i yeah i underestimated the distance and it was so cold and i i was a little too manly to clutch my ears <laughs> and they started to hurt and i actually i got there in time i didn't die but uh i actually developed frostburn i had actually uh, damaged the skin on, on the back of one of my ears, like on the inside of one of my, not, not the inside, like where your eardrum is, but on the other side, like in the back of your ear between the, the, what do I call it? A joint, the, the little, like the, the, yeah, I don't know what the name would be like, like the little valley between your head and your ear right along there and the, the skin oh no that's the bottom part no so but but next to your next to my head and it just the the layer of skin there uh i don't know how to explain it so it got damaged and now it doesn't grow back right so now it peels off like forever so for 20 years it's been like that and uh it's not so much these days every time i i shower and i'm drawing off i make a, a special effort to uh scrub especially behind my ears i mean it's not it's an it's an expression to also wash behind your ears kind of thing but i do do that on on purpose for this reason and uh i'm starting to moisturize my scalp i know it sounds really weird i know there are women out there that are going to (laughs) understand but in terms of shine control moisturizing properly is is important i've talked about makeup for being on webcam let's say if you've got a bald head i've talked about that a little bit and so i have the moisturizing related stuff and if i do that i don't actually pay special attention to behind my ear 
but I do like, like, you know, there's a little bit extra on my hand. So I just like rub it behind my ears and be like, yeah, is a bad decision that I had as a kid a long time ago and some ego and this kind of stuff. And now I have like, what, what do I even call that? It's not a scar. Can't really see it doesn't really matter it's not like it's a disability or something like that it's just one of these constant nuisances it's one of these things just one of these things so i have that so winter and i i love the cold because the bugs are dead <laughs> and uh not very many people will leave their dogs out in their backyard and so it's it's quiet and it's calm and now that i understand uh, hmm? I can never tell if you're talking. I did nothing. Sorry. I'm going to turn you up just in case. Um, I don't know. There's this notion of... So... Okay, so now I can talk about Christmas. Because <laughs> this is the day after Halloween. I could talk about Christmas now. Okay. So the thing with the, the idea of Christmas, there's this, you know, the silent night idea. If you ever go out when it's kind of maybe it's still snowing gently and there's no wind there, there is snow that's fresh enough that's all over everything it's not trodden on it's not driven over it's not muddy anywhere there's not really a lot of ice now i understand why there is a certain acoustic feeling there now that i understand i don't know but under, i don't know if understand is the right word but now that I can wield a little bit of sound treatment related stuff, uh, I can, I know why the winter is quiet like that. You've got all of these textures everywhere that are all uh, refracting and diffusing and absorbing sound. So the, the, if you step outside, there's already great distance, but you're not getting anything like the echoes that you would have before. And even the nearby things have to filter through falling snow to get to your ears. And they're reflecting off of fresh snow, which is, it's got all kinds of little, it's, it's what would be called, I think it would be called closed cell. So you've got a pile of snow has a whole lot of air in it. And the mix of snow and, well, so frozen water, right? So something like fluffy ice and air and ice and air and ice and air all the way through will really, really mess with audio, with sound. So even your own voice, if you're outside and you, you hum a little bit, it'll, it'll reach out. You'll get, you'll get the standard two. You'll get the one that echoes into uh, that, the bubble around you. You'll hear that. And you'll hear what, what uh, vibrates inside you and gets to your ears. But the third one, the one that reaches out into the room, the room sound from outside is so much deader, so much different. And that's the experience. This is, I really, really like going for long walks in the snow, <laughs> which is why I talked about my boots before, right? Which is why I, I was excited to get to actually make use of these boots. It cost me enough. They've been taking up space for long enough. And I, I got some leather conditioner for them. I just need to, I guess I'm going to just use paper towel. Um, cause I'm supposed to use a rag and um, whatever. Um, I should be treating these boots with some more respect. They're not ex as expensive as 
other boots are, what would they be? They, they would probably be about $400 now, Canadian. So what is that like? 250, 300 US, something like this, which is, which is considered a, a, a reasonable. It's actually quite, it gets double that for a lot of boots. Um, but those are the things, those are the buy it for life, right? So boots are one of the things that are cited as uh, footwear for buy it for life. I would love running shoes, but good luck with that. Um, I'm getting old, so I'm, my shoes are mellowing out a little bit more. Uh, so, yeah, yet another reason why I can't be vegan. I really like leather shoes. So, oh, well, got really, really comfortable ones. So, uh, I mean, yeah, I probably still could talk about that. I, I am going to talk about this microphone some more a little bit later and the way I manage my room. Unfortunately, I couldn't get everything figured out in time for making this an actual like stream with video. And I'm not going to be spending the breaks trying to do that. I'm actually hanging new lights and they should help a lot. I don't know that they'll replace other lamps that I need to hook up, but I want to find out. I'll figure it out tonight. I'll figure it out and we'll have some video before next show. So we're, we're coming up on a break and we're going to take 10 minutes and we're going to be right back. I'll see you guys soon. And we're back. Well, hello lurkers and boss. This is lucid indifference. That's lucidindifference.com. Well, we don't have video today, but we will work on that for next show. It should be a first time. I'm excited about that. I'm very excited about that. I do want to, uh, I, I am going to, what, what would be the term? Oh, I can't remember what the word is. There's, there's being a fanboy, but there's another word for being extra excited about something. Ah, uh, I can't remember. I'm too old to remember my, my, my adorable young terms from like the late nineties. Anyhow, anyhow, um, I want to, I am excited. I do want to talk about this microphone. So this is the Rode NT1 or as somebody in a random YouTube comment said, a rodent one. <laughs> I'm, I'm forever going to call it a rodent one. And in fact, if you Google for rodent, the, the actual word rodent, like mouse, rat, rodent one, one word, you will get the road NT1. <laughs> somebody else somewhere knows that this, the thing is the, the O in road. So road is the name of the company. It's an Australian company. And it would be one of the selling points for this microphone if the if if they knew how to sell themselves as being not, you know, not from that one country over there, uh, that builds all kinds of stuff. If they actually sold themselves as Australian, uh, that that brings quite a lot of respect. Maybe that's just just a, a Canadian thing. Anyhow, the the O in road is is uh, I think it's Danish. Well, it's not it's not exclusively Danish. Uh, but so it's got a, a slash through it. Now that, that letter is pronounced in Norwegian. I believe it's pronounced U. So the word would be rude. <laughs> and because these are Australians, that might actually be intentional. And the thing is that, that word, which I can't pronounce wholly in Norwegian. Yeah. Okay. So I slightly, um, I went out of my way to kind of understand some Norwegian pronunciation like yesterday. <laughs> I'm the type. 
And uh, it actually, the, the word rude means something, me, actually has a meaning. And that, that word is, is actually a little bit rude. It's actually a little bit vulgar. And I think that was also intentional by the Australians. I, it's just, I would not, um, I, I would, I would not be shocked to learn that was, they didn't, they'll never admit that in, uh, in public, but I'm sure they're smart enough to have figured something like that out, but it, it does work at any rate. So the, the package that I got, and I was really not sure what I wanted to do. Cause I had been doing research, like, as I have said before, if you have, let's say that you want to accomplish a goal and that's exactly where you should start for a lot of, let's call it shopping. Uh, what some people do is they start with a budget and they, they make that the thing that they, uh, they sacrifice to accomplish that thing. There's another perspective and that's how governments think. That's why everything is so expensive and wrong. What should be thought of is, well, what is your goal? What things do you already have that will either let you get by? Uh, what things do you have that you could use in a different way or that you can uh, enhance with your shopper, with your shopping? So that you can purchase things that coordinate with what you already have. What things are you looking to replace just because it's new or because it's prettier? right? Or because it makes you feel better or because it lets you gossip about it or something like that. Um, do, do you need to actually spend money to accomplish your goals? And for audio related stuff, that perspective is, is missing from a lot of people because there's a lot of shiny, shiny and new and extra expensive. And some products are sold. Um, and the price is one of the selling points, the high price because people have a perception of quality when things are high priced. <laughs> so it's like these, these cables, they're extra magic. And because they're extra magic and they cost three times as much, and people will buy that and be like, Oh, my cables are magic. Like, no, it's electricity, bro. Uh, you care about the jacket, the contents, you're just, you're not going to be able to, to mess that up. The wiring inside that's it's meaningless. <laughs> that's, it is what it is. It doesn't matter. The ends are gold. That doesn't matter. That's like, that makes insertion and removal slightly easier, maybe, but no, it doesn't matter. It's got braiding on the outside. So it's tangle free, dude. You know how thick these cables are. They don't get tangled. That's, that's weird. <laughs> and so some of that it's for appearance and some of that's for a little bit of convenience and all of it. It's a waste of money. If you do anything if you do, if you go more expensive than the Amazon basic XLR cable, then, then you have to have a reason to justify it. And a lot of shopping for audio related stuff for everything, really, a lot of stuff starts from budgeting. People just spend, but it should start from problem solving. This is a, a tech perspective. This is a computer guy perspective is what problem are you trying to solve? Because some people go to, well, experts, really, they go to forums or they go to mailing lists or whatever the heck, and they find themselves some experts and maybe they've already done some searching on their own. Good. Excellent. Maybe they've defined the problem pretty well and they kind of know the language. Great. 
And then they communicate and they're like, there's a whole lot that they want to say all at the same time because they want to like answer all the questions before they even get them to save as much time as possible for everyone. It's one of the, one of the things that a person can do when they're trying to get help is demonstrate that they've already done the work to try to help themselves. And as soon as you've done, done that, you, so let's say that I have some expertise with a lot of stuff. And even as, as an amateur, I now have like the amateur level expertise for getting where I am now, because I haven't gotten where I am now by accident. I've done it by learning, by growing. So I can help if somebody has gone through a lot of work and they come to me it, and they demonstrate that they've done the work and they have a, maybe it's even an intriguing question that I don't quite know how to answer, or I don't know at all. And maybe I want to go learn if they come to me and they show me all that, they've, that they've done the work. Um, I am actually willing to spend some of my time helping that person for free if they've done all that. And so people that, that go to experts and, and do all this, but one of the things that, that people will forget to do is when you approach, approach somebody else, you should have done all that, right? I'm not, um, I'm, will not water that, that down. That is, that is mandatory. And that will actually, um, that helps a lot. That really does help a lot. But the, uh, the, uh, the thing that happens so frequently is you go to that person, you say all these things and they respond with, but what problem are you trying to solve? Because sometimes you'll go to this person, you'll say, well, I've, I've, uh, this gives me an error and I'm trying to do this. I'm using this and this, I can't configure right. And this, I don't understand. And this, and they'd be like, well, should I be doing this? Should I be doing that? What? And, and the person will just be like, what, what problem are you trying to solve? And they have to re, they have to like dismiss everything and wait for that. And often what happens is that person that's gone through all of that hell needs to stop and actually describe what they're trying to do in life before all those problems arose and the, their expert, their helper that they went to can sometimes give them a, an answer, a solution that bypasses all of the problems they were having. So it might be, I'm, well, I'm having trouble with this software doing this and this and this, I'm trying to do this, but I'm getting error. And they go to the person, the person says, well, what are you trying to do? What are you trying to accomplish? And they're like, well, I'm trying to use this program to like, no, no, no. But what do you I'm, well, I'm trying to make a podcast and I'm trying to use this software and they're like, okay, well, whoa, whoa, have you tried this software? <laughs> and sometimes it's like, you went through all this frustration. Maybe that software isn't for you. Like maybe it doesn't work with your setup. Maybe it's not good for you as a person because it's interface isn't right for you. This other software is trusted or it's inexpensive, or maybe it's even free or it's got a community or whatever. And, and it, it has a plugin for that or whatever the, and sometimes, right. So there's a whole lot of stuff where people will, I, I was talking to somebody the other day, uh, voice chat. And so in heroes of the storm, people do, are not afraid to use voice chat and I collect people that use it. So I, and I reward them by reinviting them into groups and, and I have no fear of just stealing people from previous matches and being like, like and just inviting them in and the, it's very easy for the game. And it gives you like a 5% experience bonus. I don't care about that. I want consistent, decent players. So I'll just grab them from every match I've been in. And then they bring their friends and I get, we, we trade. So I, because I have a, uh, I have 
taste for people. I'll thin them out and I'll judge and stuff like that. But I'll often, you know, a friend of a friend. Okay, no problem. On board. And I'll steal people as soon as I log in and all this stuff. And I specifically collect people who talk. If they talk on my friends list, I note that they're a talker. I won't remove them unless they haven't been online for a month or something like this. And I'll always remove somebody else easily before them. So they get, they get first pick when I'm trying to find, trying to assemble a team, all this stuff. So I was talking to this one guy and, and he, he was, he's an adult. He's got a fiance, you know, he's, he's doing things in life, but he sounds, he sounds like a kid and he talks like a really excited 14 year old. And so it's, it's a very strange experience to have been talking to him and Hey, it's online. It's the internet. It's the world, right? So it's always kind of grating and fascinating to talk to people that are just not, they're alien, essentially. They're just not like me. Not that anybody's like me. And uh, so, so I, I'm trying to like calm him down and trying to shape the conversation. Cause he was asking about, he's like, cause everybody was, uh, flexing over all of their gear <laughs> and, and I'm sitting here like, I just bought this stuff and I hurt to, to buy this. Like normally I would have a few purchases every month and I would plan for it and all this kind of stuff. This is like, I wanted this. The opportunity was there. I got it. It killed the opportunities that I had lined up, which, which sucks because it was more expensive than any three of something else I had lined up. And now I'm just not, I'm not buying anything fancy. I'm not doing anything. And that's okay. That's part of the that pain is part of the experience of having purchased something and it actually adds value to it. Sounds weird, but I've got a kind of feeling there and, and there's a whole lot of stuff around me. Unfortunately, I haven't given them the respect they deserve. I suffer to get them, but then I don't use them. Anyhow, this microphone is going to find good use for more than this. Anyhow, they were all talking about their gear and I don't know that it was me that prompted them talking about everything but they were and they were, but their equipment and all this kind of stuff. And so this one guy was very excitedly engaging everybody, uh, asking them about stuff and things. And I, and I brought up like, Hey, I just, I just got my new microphone and I, I researched quite a lot and know quite a lot. And he, he, he knows enough, but the thing is his budget is too big. And he's just, I would just want to, I want to get a new microphone. What should I be getting? What do you recommend? And he goes on and on like that. Hey, that ding helps me find my phone so that I can now turn it up, turn it into like airplane mode and do not disturb mode. It's on my checklist. I just couldn't find my phone. <laughs> I should have had minion call me or text me. People don't, people don't call anyone anymore. That's kind of annoying. Anyhow. So this guy, uh, they were all, uh, flexing over like thousand dollar monitors and stuff like this. And I'm trying to explain like that I can't. I can't get one because I can't, I can't appreciate the resolution. Doesn't, I want to get a nice curved OLED screen when those exist. So I'll wait 10 years. I'll wait for that. Anyhow. And this one guy was talking about, well, I want to get a new microphone because my microphone is old and, and I'm like, well, you sound good. Why, why are you getting a microphone? Like, well, I just want a new microphone. It's like, like, and I had to walk him back. Like, what problem are you trying to solve? It's like, well, and he couldn't answer me. It's like, well, dude, if, if you want to improve your experience with your microphone, don't get a new microphone. You're obviously it works. You're talking to me with it. You sound great. 
no problem. He's like, but I, but it uses this old USB cable. And it's like, when we're trying to identify, it's a USB a cable. It's no, no, I think that wouldn't be the term, would it? So USB a is USB. Well, and then USB 2.0. So I'm the end of the cable. I think the end of the cable is USB a that's, that's the traditional slots that are in computers, right? So that's usually your, your, I think you just call it the male end. And the other end, you'd have like micro USB and this kind of stuff. And the end he uses, like the end you would plug into a printer. I think that's what he had. So it's pretty like, I don't think it was that. I think it was a smaller version of that. Anyhow, this is why USB-C is going to, I'm I'm happy about that because all these dumb ends, it's just, uh, I, I, I'm going to be glad when it all goes away. Cause you, you, there's now a USB they got really weird with the standards for USB. So now the numbers are a little wacky and it's changed for a third time and they have speed and power improvements and stuff like this. So this is USB three point, whatever the heck generation, whatever the heck is going to, is going to be amazing. Anyhow, he had an old mic and he's like all sad about it. I'm like, okay, well look, you might have to do these things anyway, but so why don't you start with these things? I told him about how you can, you can get a nice monitor arm for this thing, get it, hooked up, get it clamped, have it, have it out of the way, do that. That would be a great start. And later on, if you replace your microphone, that's fine. You can use this stand as well for that. No problem. Okay. Well, have you thought, and, and like he's, he's, and it's very, very hard to steer this guy because he was all over the place and he had too much money and just want to, I think he just wanted something that was prettier. And, um, and I told him about this microphone and I'm like, well, but this is, this is an XLR microphone. This is like a, this is actually, I can say it's literally a pro grade microphone. It is not appropriate for somebody who just wants to game, get a USB microphone. Like, and I told him about my old microphone. If I knew him, if he was like a friend of mine, I would have just handed him my old microphone and be like, well, use this until you figure your life out. And I, I want it back because it's a spare. And I'll talk about having a spare later. Um, so I got this microphone. The problem I was trying to solve was first off, I wanted to make it official that I was migrating from, from old to new, from lower quality to higher quality and do some other stuff again. And right now the audio is still going to have room for improvement, like immediate room for improvement. I just ran out of time and couldn't treat the area as well as I should have. So the audio will get better next time. At any rate, um, so I, I had reasons to upgrade and what I did. So I'll talk more about the microphone physically. Okay. So I don't understand why there are flavors of microphone that what they have is they have a different equalization graph and they it's kind of like they mangle their audio in each unique way. So some of them brighten up the, the treble, the high pitched end, they fiddle with that a bunch of times. And some of them do funny things at the low pitch of that uh, pitch of things. So people with certain voices, it will do certain things to their voice and it quote unquote makes them sound better, <laughs> which I don't understand. Cause when you're talking to somebody, you want to hear like, we don't do that face to face. So why, why would we, 
it, it, I don't understand. It doesn't map out. I get that there are people that don't like their voices. See, I think it was a previous episode. I get that, but having a microphone that does it means I have to undo it to make it authentic to my voice. If I like my voice or if other people like my voice as my voice. And so this particular microphone is, it, it falls off at the base end to, to try to get rid of some of the like traffic noise, some of the unimportant noise that's not part of human speech. And it's not quite part of instrumentation either because this thing can be used for like an acoustic guitar or something like this and it's not a problem so and that has some low ends but it's still like it's still human hearing range so this microphone has a little drop off just a little outside of human hearing range it's it's not too aggressive just in case and um it, it lifts on the high end just a little bit i think it's just because people are used to that 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 accent um i i might actually fiddle a little bit with my equalizer settings in software so i'm being heard authentically based on the microphone right now for now until i do stuff with that and uh, in post i do more manipulation i'm not sure how i'm going to do editing for this show it's going to be so odd at any rate so the microphone is a little bit it's more authentic than my previous microphone. It's more sensitive. It really rejects a lot of noise. Uh, and it's, it's really good at rejecting noise from the rear. So I rearranged this space to take advantage of that because one of the concerns I had was traffic sound and, and I was talking to minion. So I, I am the type. <laughs> I just, I know people and things and stuff and I just bump into things. And so, uh, I was, I was looking into how uh, city planning and stuff like that and region traffic trends and and this kind of stuff. And there's going to be more and more traffic coming, you know, um, a block away from here. There's, there's, um, we're quiet here. We were quiet here. And then, and then there's going to be a street over, which is going to find more and more traffic because the because the area wants to shape traffic a little differently and it's going to lead more, more vehicles along one particular road. So I know better traffic, more traffic, louder traffic, traffic is going to come. So what I want to do, so with a microphone, uh, the common pattern that's useful for a speaker, like a podcaster or a gamer streamer, this kind of thing, the common pattern for a microphone is, uh, is that it, it is more sensitive in a cone from the front of the microphone and less from the rear of the microphone. So, and it's, it's still too sensitive for my tastes around the sides. Um, but, and there's some balances that you can do where, so for example, I can lean in and I will be heard a little bit louder cause I'm closer. And, uh, well, what's interesting is I can, I mounted this and I can turn this and it's pointed towards where that traffic is going to be and slightly is now. So somebody who's idling a car outside, I can hear that, but the microphone won't, or it will hear it very softly. So softly that when I do a, a, a period of noise, of noise removal, or I do noise gating or things like this, it, I will actually drop that off into nothing. And what tends to happen is if noise removal can't figure out in the middle of my speaking to remove that background sound because it's being not it's not very aggressive 
I want to be, I want noise removal to be fairly um, gentle. That way it doesn't mangle voices, conversation. And so uh, even if it only weakly reduces and you can still hear some traffic while I'm speaking, the fact that I'm speaking, I am speaking over top of that so effectively that you might not hear background noise. So the positioning is rejecting a lot of background audio. The positioning of the microphone now, it's a little bit closer to my face. Uh, that has room for improvement, but whatever. And anyhow, so this, this microphone came in a kit and it's a rather unusual kit because it also came with what's called an interface. And the way a microphone works is it's an analog device. It, so it is a tangible physics-based device. It's not a piece of electronics as such. So you've got, you, you, you have a, the wash, the wave of sound that comes from you. And it literally physically interacts with a tiny sensitive uh, membrane inside. And that actually, that's, that's rigged to generate the tiniest little bit of electricity. And that tiny bit of electricity, still analog, walks down cabling into a box called an interface, which reads that, that tiny bit of change in electricity and and magic and magic and then usb so my computer can listen to it as a sound card as a sound device and and away you go now what was uh what i was not sure about was getting a kit because the kit is made so but i because i had certain a certain interface in mind that i was kind of interested in because it looked really high quality it's a really great price point. It had all the right knobs and buttons and stuff that I liked. And um, it was a little bit, it was a little expensive, but it would last me. It would last me if I wanted to have an instrument and a singer at the same time or something like this. I could use that. And this one, and you know, if you get something in a package, I don't really trust it because usually the manufacturer likes to upsell something, but it's kind of low quality and they threw it in. I didn't want to do that and maybe have to replace this later and all blah, 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 blah. So I, but I got it in a package and it worked incredibly well. The, um, the creator, so Rode made this interface and they actually made it so that it would be ludicrously, uh, low noise. I've talked about noise before. If you, if you stand in a room and you just listen, you might begin to hear the air in your duct work or a fan or things like this for a piece of a, for a microphone, there are, there is electricity happening near it. And there is, um, such sensitivity in it that, uh, there can be a bit of a hum as it's, if you, uh, if it's listening in a dead silent room, the electronics itself will have a little bit of hum and this, and the interface will, might have quality issues. And if you, turn what's called the gain up. It's kind of like a volume control knob where it listens harder. If you turn the gain up, you'll start getting that background, that, that electronics quality problem. This one doesn't do that. And so it was made exceptionally well. I'm quite impressed and I'm quite impressed. Well, they're Australian, right? They, they decided to build this themselves and do it right. And it, it really, it shows, it really shows. Now, 
So I'm happy about that, but it only allows one input. Now that means that if I wanted to have Minion physically on the same show with an XLR type mic, like with a, with a pro microphone, and I couldn't have him plugged into this interface at the same time. So we'd have weird limitations, like we'd have to have a second interface or he'd have a USB microphone. And then we'd have like two instances of Audacity. Cause I don't think one instance of Audacity can actually record from two inputs at the same time. I'm, I'm certain that it can't do that. Um, maybe I'm wrong, but having an interface that can pick up two things, um, it depends on if the software is smart enough to listen to those two channels separately and then record them into two separate tracks. So it's all this stuff. And I thought I'd be limited by this interface. I will be if I go that route, I will be at any rate. <clears throat> uh, so the other thing that's interesting about this kit, cause it's a kit is there was, there was a, there are actually a few kits. There's, there's a different road NT1 kit and there's a NT1A kit and the NT1 and the NT1A, the weird thing. So for computer people, if you've got like numbers that are bigger, the bigger number means a, a later version, like a more recent version, a bigger version, a better thing, kind of. And so you want that. The NT1A is not, <laughs> it's, it's not better. It's different. It's got different properties and different qualities. And it was made for kind of a different market and all this stuff is really confusing for microphones because some of them, I think I was looking at some audio technica microphones and they have one microphone that is like a re-release of a previous microphone, but it's different because it was manufactured with different characteristics. So there's like that microphone, but that microphone built back then and built now. And then there's that microphone version two, which is different or whatever the heck model name it has. And it's just so dumb. At any rate, so this is different. Uh, this is a different kit as well. And so it came with an adapter, but it also came with some other parts, which I thought was fascinating. The first was a shock mount. I believe it's called a Rycote shock mount. It's a different sort. It's a different arrangement of shock mount. I had never even heard of this before, before a review of, of this. And Normally what happens with a shock mount is the idea is you completely detach, you float a microphone in and normally uh, what happens is you're floating a microphone in and it, that inner flotation with the, with the microphone attached is floating because it's, uh, it's being, uh, buoyed by, uh, like elastics. So it's in a little elastic net and it's kind of floating in there. And then it's got like a hard circle that's attached to a stand or whatever the heck. And this has the, the physics of that is the same, but instead of having elastics, it has these, I, I don't know, these, these, um, it's a, it's a plastic of some sort and it's, so it's got, but each of the points has a pair of, and so it's called a liar mount like, like a harp, like a lyre, like an old school medieval lyre, like a stringed instrument. And so it bows out in the strangest way before coming back. And then, then it connects and it has a couple of these and, and there, there are, there's what three. Yeah. So there's three of these little arrangements, like a little flower around it. And it's really 
it's interesting. It's interesting. And I went looking because I wanted to know what this thing, I wanted to help myself buy it. <laughs> I wanted to trick myself into buying this. And so what I ended up doing is I looked up all the different parts to see if, what would this cost if I bought all these parts separate or a generic version? So that's a really good way of understanding if you're getting value in a kit, because maybe you're not, maybe you're just getting rebranded generic stuff and uh, you're paying extra for it because of the, the brand name. I looked up this mount is more than a hundred dollars Canadian. And, and that's really expensive. And the, the interface is more than a hundred dollars Canadian. And like microphones alone cost what this kit costs. And this microphone does compete with those other microphones that are a couple hundred dollars more. So like I ended up saving an outrageous amount of money buying this and I get a mount that is better than what I would get anywhere else. Um, and the interface is fantastic, right? It's low noise and my, my, the headset that I'm wearing, the, the quote unquote new headset works fantastic with it. It's all great. But what's interesting is that this kit has a, um, a, a pop filter. Now there's, there's two objects that people keep misunderstanding. So there's the pop filter is a, a device that's placed between you and the microphone because it's big and cumbersome and it's kind of built into some microphones. Um, but often it has to be larger and further away from the microphone. It interposes itself between you and the microphone. And what it does is it disperses some of the physical wind from when you're speaking. And that helps, uh, essentially protect the, the equipment, the membrane in the microphone from being distorted so that it's listening more to sound and not being, um, like constantly buffeted about by air by the air of your breath and people with, so plosives, when you're saying P Peter Piper picked a pack of peppered pickles is the test. The P sound is created in English with a, a puff, a powerful little puff of air. And it might be kind of small, but the fact that it's pointed generally at a microphone means that that air really hits. And that hit can lead to a spike of what is perceived as volume. And that's a really bad thing that has to be edited out and there's software and all this kind of stuff. This thing, and, and the fill, the, there's a pop screen that comes with this one, right? And the other thing is it's called, it's variously called a clown nose. Uh, I think one manufacturer else, one manufacturer calls theirs a dead cat. Uh, like seriously, I think it's, they might be called a dead kitten is the tiny one. <laughs> and, and what it is, is it's some foam or fur thing that, that, that is right on top of a microphone. And you'll see these in like boom arms and stuff outside in windy conditions. And what it is, is a wind screen and it is designed for wind and people misunderstand and have just that little clown nose on top of their microphone and no, uh, no pop filter. And that, that clown nose actually helps. It does. Uh, but it's, that's not its job. Its job is for, if it's windy outside and you want to actually record anything clearly, you put that on and, 
it it does what it does. It's it's magic. It's amazing. You don't need that inside. Like, no, don't do that. It's actually, and it's ugly. (laughs) Just stop. Now, the big circular pop screens, um, they're not the they're not appropriate for streamers unless you like get it out of the way somehow. And cause they're a big circle that's right in front of your face. If you're trying to talk into the microphone and there's a big problem with streaming where you can't have an object in front of you because people want to see your face. That's kind of the point. Uh, not too many people get away with just a black screen with text on it, like this podcast or just the game. There needs to be a human there as well as a voice, obviously. And so you can't sacrifice the picture to get good voice. And so uh, what a lot of people do is they take the microphone, they keep it pointed at their mouth, but they move the microphone away, uh, sometimes even completely out of the camera, the camera shot out of the webcam's viewing angle. And, but it can still hear them because it's, it's, although it's further away, they can, they're still, they can still kind of, you know, shout, and they can turn the gain up and the microphone can pick them up well enough, but it's not great audio doing that. And with, and at that point, because it's further away and because it's on an angle and the person is, you, it, they're pointing their nose towards their screen, not towards the microphone. Plosives don't make it out the same way at a microphone over there. So they don't even need a pop filter at all. So you might see streamers or something with a pop filter on theirs. They don't need it. (laughs) They don't need it. Um, So only if it's up close does does that kind of thing matter at all. And so that thing matters to me right now for this. Um, I'm not actually as close to the microphone as maybe I will be in the future. I I think I want this to be pretty consistent because it's a little, uh, it's a bit claustrophobic having a big microphone right near your face just in because it's tall if this was so this is something called side address which is you stand it up tall and you're talking into it kind of like uh you would talk into the face of it like you're almost talking to the handle and there's another one called uh front address i think it's called front address where you would tilt it and you would talk down into the into the screen down into the shaft of it and that is very much like the outdoor, outdoor reporter will take the microphone, point it at their mouth and talk into it that way. And then point it at the person they're interviewing because they're talking down into the thing, into the, into the hand. But this microphone is standing up straight. And so if I were to turn it in front of my face, it's just this big, it's, it's intimidating being like that. Um, and, uh, this thing, it comes with, it comes with a pop filter but it's a pop filter that is custom fit, custom fit for this also custom mount. Cause it's also colored and branded differently. And it looks a lot better than what you can buy generically. And it, it custom fits in and it's uh, an unusual shape. It's actually rectangular. It slots right in. So it's actually low profile. It's built right for the perfect position. It could be made smaller. Uh, but it, I mean, this is okay. And it looks really good on camera, especially if I turn it a little bit, it's really hard to see. But what's fascinating about this is I can't plosive in it. I can't plosive through it. I've had this, I have this other one. It's a, it's still a double mesh, a double pantyhose, um, pop filter, you know, big ring. And, uh, as far as I can tell, it doesn't work. (laughs) 
but this one I can't plosive on purpose. Um, I could try that now, but I would actually be raising my voice to do it. And that, that alone is bad, but I can hold my hand. I had Minion try this and he's like, oh, they're about the same to me, but it's Minion. So like, I think all his senses are a little wrong. He's, he's been scarred too much. So his sense of touch is a little bad, but, uh, I can't feel the wind when I blow through this thing. So it's really impressive. So, so I saved a lot of money on this and it had a lot of really good quality parts. It all went together. It's not cool. The interface I'm going to have to replace one day, but probably not. If it's just me, probably not ever. Minion can record himself separately. So that, so it's all fantastic. I went looking. I'm like, oh, I got to see like, what, how much did I pay for this thing again? Cause I was kind of suffering and I went and the, the price is up by, uh, not almost double. So it's up from 500 to 900 Canadian. And that's because somebody, uh, bought them out, <laughs> bought them all up. And then is trying to resell them at this incredibly stupid price. And it's a price that is much higher than reasonable. So nobody's going to buy it. I hope no sucker buys it unless they read my review of it and be like, Oh, I have to have this now, which would be such a shame. But I bought it. I didn't buy it. Like I still bought it from a store, from a store that sells it, um, which is a little weird. So it's the road branded Amazon page, Amazon product page, but I bought it from a music store. And it's weird because it's, a, yeah, they sell like harmonicas and stuff, but they sell all kinds of random things. Um, but they also sent me a hat. <laughs> and anyhow, so, wow, wow. Yeah, I could ramble on for forever. I'm going to very quickly talk about the room thing. So I did position. So the back is pointed more towards where traffic will eventually be. I've got a fireplace there. So it's got a hole right through. It's got, got a glass pane and all this kind of stuff, but it, there's enough holes through everything that there's essentially sounds just going to come in. So I'm pointed a little towards that and I'm backed into the side of this room. It's kind of corner like behind me is drywall and air gap drywall, but it's got holes through it. I mean, I, I actually examined this. It's got two literal holes in the drywall drywall that have these bad, these no plates, badly sealed mounted with bare speaker wires hanging out to those sockets and then a big uh, panel for electricity. And it's got an additional panel unused for what would be cable TV. And all those are gaping holes. And on the other side, it's got all the piping and all the stuff for a laundry room. But the laundry room is itself an air gap. And then behind that is drywall, air drywall. And then there's more stuff back there. And so I, behind me, I actually have no traffic basically. Right. So it's, it's, it's noise free back there until the laundry room is in use. So that's great audio. And then to either side of me are walls. One of them is, is an outside wall. So that's a little bit of a problem, but that's why I point the microphone a certain way. And the other one is, uh, one edge of a boxing around an air intake duct. So it's silent but it's like drywall air duct, which is not quite an air gap and then drywall and then a hallway. And then on the other side of the hallway, you know, you get more drywall, more air gaps, rooms and stuff like that. So there's like nothing out there. So I'm actually backed into a position where 
I could assemble a booth around me when I wanted to, when I'm ready for that. And before I do that, I can, I can do some treatment and then do some tests. And I actually might be able to do quite well with what I have access to now. You remember how I was talking about people budgeting and then spending? Well, in audio, people are spending quite a lot of money and even building to save money. And I was looking at, I was looking at what I had access to and how everything cost and how, and I just figured out how to arrange what I had, where I was positioned a little bit better. And, and, you know, if I want to quote unquote upgrade, it would be getting certain blankets and then rigging them with wire and then hanging them on hooks on this one wall to make sure it goes from being a wall to being, uh, treated a little bit better. Right. Cause it's one thing to have like walls and air gaps and stuff. And another thing to make sure that the reflection off of this painted drywall is less harsh. So you put like blankets or something and it's, it's okay. It's not great, but it's okay. And then I'll do listening tests and, and everything I do will be better than I was. Right. And then I, these other two walls I can treat and then I can do curtains and then I can, or I can do all this kind of stuff. And from what I have right now, I wouldn't have to pay anything to go from where I was literally last show to something that is probably, I mean, it's not a night and day difference, but it's going to be really, really different. And the microphone does, it is justified. And I'll probably be having like this. I got a 10 year warranty out of this thing. 10 years. I'm from the land of computers. Getting a 10 year warranty is unheard of. Five is really impressive. A lot of stuff is three and sometimes three you have to fight for. And that's why you buy things on credit cards. So you can get uh, one of double or up to one year of additional uh, warranty time. If you purchase through like MasterCard does that. As far as I know, Visa does that. I cannot remember all this stuff. And so I was annoyed because I, I, I didn't want to wait. And I bought this thing as soon as I could. I'm glad because the price way really went up. And uh, that credit card didn't do any of the funny warranty stuff. But the, I contacted the manufacturer. The manufacturer's like, no, no, well, you sign up, you register serial number. And, um, and that they warranted the... I double check. They warrantied the microphone and the shock mount and the pop screen for 10 years and the interface itself for only two, which is disappointing, but it's a piece of actual electronics. So it's, I mean, it's hooked up to a computer and it's got, you know, it's got bits and bobs in there and those don't have a fantastic shelf life. So it's probably going to last, it's probably going to last for, you know, not as long as a Nintendo entertainment system or, or something like this, but it's going to last for more than two years. I'm certain, but, uh, oh, why did I go off on that, on that rant? Anyway, anyway. Um, so I was just before the show started, uh, I lost track of time and I, the problem with being in the corner is this might have been a walk-in closet of some sort, maybe, but it was never finished. So it has some odd features where I think there's a, a part of a beam in the house is in one side of the room. And so there's this kind of odd change in the ceiling where it goes from being stucco to being this weird 
boxed beam. And on the other side, is the, it's the same height of ceiling, but it's just a painted flat ceiling. And so it, it ends up with the room lighting. It casts this bad shadow. And because of the walls, and it's, it's very dark here, very dark. So I have to replace the light, the overhead light, which I found a place that sells lights for cheap, but you can't replace the actual LED light inside. Like, why, why would I buy that? Why would I buy? It's an overhead light. What do you want me to replace the overhead light if it burns out? When it burns out? What? As opposed to just changing a light bulb, you want me to change the fixture? That's what? No, that's just dumb. So, uh, so I'm still in the market for an overhead light, but even then I would have this dimness problem. So I was actually working on mounting these little LED light strips, which have the same problem, right? It's, well, these are going to last however long they last, but these are, are low temperature, low power. They're really diffuse. Um, I actually got tricked into thinking these were higher brightness than they actually are, but they seem to work really well for that particular problem, for the particular ceiling area and for getting just some general light in here. And because just like the, the audio stuff that I've been going on and on and on about, I have actually done a moderate amount of research on, um, on video related stuff on getting a good picture and all this kind of stuff. And that unfortunately really does come down at some point to getting a reasonable video, a webcam, which is not as expensive as it used to be. And, uh, but I, I'll work with the camera I have. It's fine. It's great. I mean, for streaming, you're only a little picture anyway, but it still has to have good lighting. Otherwise you'll get grainy, terrible, and that's unacceptable. So improving the lighting in this corner is going to be important, which I'm going to do before next show. And I, I pushed for all this because it ends up being a motivator, perhaps just personally, uh, when under pressure to get stuff done, to just, to just do it. It's important because of this deadline. Uh, and sometimes that's not because of promises you made. Sometimes it's just a, th a thing. I mean, you just got it today. Okay, well, clean everything up, get that thing unpacked and do it today, just now. And, you know, so me pushing to get stuff done for next show, it's, it's fine. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be, it's going to be hard work and all this kind of stuff, but I like that. Meaning you don't. <laughs> I'll probably grill you next segment on all, all the stuff you've accomplished. But uh, me, nothing, I love... Spoiler alert, nothing this time. <laughs> Other than a bunch of uploads and things, nothing. I. What did I even... I was busy in actual, in a few other vet things I have well, going. You'll have 10 minutes to think about how to explain all that. <laughs> so anyhow, uh, guys, we're going to be back after a 10-minute break. I will see you soon. We're back. Well, hello, lurkers and bots. It's 2020-1101. This is episode 31 of Lucid Indifference. That's lucidindifference.com. Let's see what I have left to talk about. Well, before before I start grilling Minion some more <laughs> with some ideas on things to improve, at least. Um, some microphones, so USB microphones, they are just a microphone that have an interface cooked in, built in. This is why... 
the Blue Yeti is so big, so heavy. It's because it's got a lot of that equipment in there. It's got a lot of space for, I think it's got three independent microphones in there. A lot of like microphones will have multiples uh, because reasons, because magic and perhaps different parts of the spectrum. And I don't know, magic. And uh, the Yeti does this so it can have stereo and it's so it can listen 360 and all this kind of stuff. And so USB microphones, people are used to having them with mute buttons built in. It's just like a little thing up front and it flashes or it turns red or whatever the heck. And one of the nuisances of having it right on your microphone is you press it and the thing that your audience hears is kutunk and then it mutes because there's the mic handling sound or the button clicking or something dumb like that and that gets transmitted first. And there are, there are some microphones where it's like a USB microphone. It's on a stand. It's out there. It's, it's, uh, it's on a base. It's built in. <laughs> so they sell it kind of as a kit. The base stinks and there's no shock nuts and all this kind of stuff. And, but the thing is, the base is so flimsy and the microphone is so heavy that when you try to press the button, you actually, you would tip over the microphone. <laughs> so you actually have to hold the microphone to push the button. Holding the microphone gives you handling sounds. Pushing the button makes it go kathunk. <laughs> so it's like, it's, it's terrible, but at least the buttons are there, right? And, uh, but on the, on XLR microphones, it would actually be advertised as having uh, the ability to be turned off. <laughs> and it's like, wow, that's a, it's a bonus feature. <laughs> it's a bonus feature. And, uh, oh, hang on. We're going to do a mic, ha mic, a handling test. I'm going to touch. I'm going to move for a second. There we go. There was a little bit of click there, but the rest should be pretty quiet. I can actually touch this microphone. It's hard to hear. And anyway, this microphone does not have a power switch. Um, and there was one I was looking at with, which does, which was like one quarter the cost of this one. It was really fantastic too. Uh, and, uh, get the advanced version that has a power switch. This one doesn't but I can reach over to the interface. I rewired this room twice just to figure out how to arrange things. And um, this microphone, like a lot of microphones, uses something called phantom power. And I don't know why it's called phantom power, because it's power, it's regular power. I don't know what, there's no ghosts involved. Maybe there's some backstory somewhere, like why computer people call problems with software bugs. There's a reason has to do with the military and moths <laughs> and the uh this thing requires phantom power just because of the nature of the microphone itself the the type of microphone it is requires additional magic somehow this is a us so this interface is connected it's it has a usb-c connection but i connected to a usb2 power cable that i'm also sharing with my desktop speakers so it's not like there's a lot of power coming through there. And for some reason it has a 48 volt magic boost that goes to this microphone. But the thing is I can like press it and it's essentially like muting the microphone because now the microphone is choked of the power it needs to really do anything. Theoretically speaking, I could shout at the thing and maybe pick up a tiny bit, <laughs> but it's essentially a mute button, which is kind of interesting. The thing is it takes a moment. <laughs> so I press it and it, and it, it, I think it takes a moment to kind of like for the electricity to go away or something. Maybe the interface is a little gentle with the electricity. So I, I thought I'd share that. That was a little bit strange. Um, 
And uh, so, so Minion, I want to grill you on ways to, for us to improve the show. So for everybody that's not particularly interested in the administrative stuff on learning how to build a podcast or improve your YouTube channel or whatever the heck, it's been a pleasure. This is our final segment. And uh, I'd, Minion, could you kindly take a note and say to remove time till next break because we don't have a break after i mean we've got a however many no you're the one that said keep it there time till next break no time till show end you can't i mean you're like no just no and oops how do i okay and uh so yeah so please do make a note to improve that because because you should be embarrassed at that. Well, but you, it, is that a separate scene with a separate card? I'm going to make a new one. Okay. I'm going to duplicate this. So make a note of that for, for you. I'm doing do it that. right now. <laughs> you, you mean you can be useful in real time? <laughs> wow. There's a um, thing called studio mode allows me to cheat so many things. It feels great. Yeah. Yeah. So we're using OBS Studio and it has some actually one of the wonderful pieces of functionality we will be leveraging for next show. It was actually very, very recently put in and uh, I tried it. So what OBS now has the ability to do. So OBS Studio can let you collect all your sources. So your audio sources, your video sources or pictures or stuff from the internet or text that you create or videos that you have locally or all this kind of stuff and create scenes and turn them on and off and this kind of stuff and do stuff with all of that stuff and create scenes and people what they usually do is they just take their game their gameplay and they take their webcam image they make it smaller they move it someplace else and they take that data and they stream that to twitch for example for for just being a game streamer but it lets you do more more than that now uh, so I can use it, for example, for multiple cameras that I can switch between. And I, so I've got, I've got my own stuff and I've got a history of doing that kind of thing with OBS. And the new feature that they built in is to take all that functionality, which people normally do to create their own local video or to do streaming. It now has the ability to package that up and present it to, in, in my case, Windows as a video source. So like it pretends to be with all of that wrapped up together, its own webcam in a sense. So it might be looking at multiple webcams or all or internet related stuff or audio related stuff, but it packages that all, all packages that up together and it presents that as one thing. And I so that means I can go to Discord, for example, or Skype or whatever, or voice chat for some video game and just choose OBS as my video source or my audio source instead of my webcam directly instead of my microphone directly and so i can manipulate a lot of stuff i can have scenes and all this kind of stuff that you your webcam can't do that stuff now normally people would have this intermediate software that they would do all this kind of stuff with to mix it all together but now obs does it it basically obsoletes all these other things that i had been considering so what that what we're probably going to do for next show is uh is i will be tinkering with obs a little bit more and i will leverage because i have done streaming myself i've done the video stuff myself i've used obs and so i will be figuring i'll be 
reusing my other stuff. I've already kind of been teaching about it about the new microphone and this kind of stuff, a brand at a time. And uh, I'll be wrapping that up and presenting it to Discord. And, and Minion has been taking Discord audio into OBS and using that to stream out of OBS. And so now, now he'll be able to take um, Discord audio and what Discord presents as video or maybe the entire desktop, I suppose, uh, depending on, you know, Minion, you figure that out. That's, I don't care. I don't have to care. And I will wait a lot. <laughs> you'll, you'll be figuring out how to use OBS to capture video that I present through, um, uh, through discord. Right. Oh, Unless I'm pretty you... sure I do have that method figured out. Okay. Um, and now if you ever want to switch to some other chat program, if, if we ever have problems with audio again for discord, then you can pick something else. I don't care at this point. I think it really should be your responsibility if you want to say, I mean, we're, cause we're not doing like, uh, like business secrets or anything like that. that we can use Skype. We can, we can use whatever the heck. Um, I'm fine with that. And while we're at it, cause so I had been talking about vaulting software in, in multiple previous shows and we brought up, uh, just sharing things via the network. And it's not a bad idea at, in order to obsolete the use of, uh, we've got a portable hard drive so that we can move around the recording for today's show or whatever. So I can get that to you. Now, what I am going to be arranging as of the end of this, I guess I'll make that my birthday present to myself, right? I'll arrange online backup solution, an online vault solution through sync.com. This show is not brought to you by sync.com. Sync.com has a great feature where you can have cloud storage for yourself, extending yourself a new hard drive, which is a drive letter in Explorer that all of your stuff can still use. And then you can vault it from that online. And uh, it's got synchronization features between multiple people. You can just send people a link and then they can install the software and they can read and write to that and, sh and you cooperate in that cloud space. It's, uh, it's really wonderful. It's really wonderful. I recommend it. Anyhow, I might do that and arrange that for myself. And then that would just be, that would be good enough. Um, but physical networking, I guess, I mean, if it's easy enough, then I'm fine with that. Um, and that will take less time. But time doesn't really matter. I usually take all evening to kind of wind down from a show anyway, go play games, this kind of stuff. And as soon as it becomes visual as well, there's more, it's more involved. So to do a, um, to stream versus doing an audio, doing audio stuff, it's much more involved to have stuff on camera as well, because I have to maintain eye contact and body language and all this kind of stuff has to be more interesting. And so there's more, there's more like personal, more human investment into that. And so it can be, it can be quite, it can be quite challenging. Ooh, can you actually hear the pens click? How sensitive is this microphone? I can hear it. Really? Oh, it's now the, Not I the was click. like, I heard something else. <sighs> okay. On to the next thing. I'm going to edit that out. I'm totally going to edit all of that. People are going to be wondering why I'm saying edit, edit that. No, out. keep it in. <laughs> um, the also 
so the intro, I don't care that you're adding silence to the beginning of videos. I did not know you were doing that. I would have recommended against that. I've what mentioned this a few times before. And I, I guess... Wasn't, I wasn't listening, I guess. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. So the that doesn't matter for regular videos. I mean, I personally don't like it, but it does mean that I'll make sure there is no padding in my audio when I hand it to you so that you can control that without needing to examine how much audio, how much padding I have. So I'll give I'm, you Z. Hmm? I mean, every time I see the... When I throw it into the editor, it's... I could see the... Um, oh, the waveform. Yeah. So there's like no padding at all. Usually there's no barely any padding at all. And then oh, I just, you just move it accordingly. These. Okay, no problem. So I will do less work. Uh, but for what you're doing. For the intro, uh, that is a problem. Intro, beginning silence, bad make it make it talk right maybe one second maybe none that's important and once you've done the new intro video um you know like make it private so it doesn't appear in any of our, of our playlists or anything like that but have it as the intro video and then uh, i will have to go discover it and then i'll what i'll do is once i know about that like send me a message on discord when it's done and i will edit the web page and uh, include uh, that embedded. And hope that will give the sufficiently strange impression for people visiting the website. Because it's easier to give them the website than for them to like lazily look into. Until the branding is good, um, people won't be able to like Google the name or anything. Actually, I'm not sure. What, hey, what do you suppose would happen if I were just Google the phrase? I haven't done that Nothing. in a very long time. What am I? I'm, I think I use DuckDuckGo. I, I should do Quant or something very strange. You can hear my clacking, can't you? I'm going to talk about my keyboard in a second. Ha! Huh, it tries to autocomplete. That's a good start. Huh, well, the website exists. Really? Yeah, if you do it without space in Google. Oh, well, okay, probably. Like, we're going to be different. But yeah, yeah, okay, so it sees us. And with space, it doesn't show anything related to us with space with the space it actually reveals where i got the name from uh albert camus yes camus uh french philosopher i actually have his book somewhere i think it, it is in one of the boxes i i had shelves that were buckling under the weight of the books even though the shelves were rated for those the weight of those books it was walmart so right walmart price walmart quality and uh, so I put them into gigantic bins. And uh, I had read this book a few times. I still don't understand because it's got an argument against. I, I can't, I'm not going to talk about the topic, right? So the one book, uh, it's called the myth, of, the myth of Sisyphus, is uh, kind of a compilation of a bunch of his works. They're kind of little. And... Um, it, it's got some interesting stuff. The very first thing that it opens with, the it's I think it's one of the longer pieces. Uh, it does talk about the idea of lucid indifference. And so the idea does, it, it, it is a thing. It is pretty obvious what I mean when I have that phrase, but I didn't make that phrase. That's kind of annoying. I probably shouldn't have Googled this. It's depressing. Um... <laughs> Might make for a good name for a boat. What? Dude, what? <laughs> no, you don't name your boat that. Um, I mean, there was 
You, I think you told me the comp. No, I told you about it. Um, the rename thing. No. So <laughs> somewhere on the internet there was a contest or suggestions to name our boat to name the boat or to name something else. One with Bodie McBoatface. <laughs> Of course. I mean, why not? That would be... Of course, that's a thing. <laughs> ah. Ah. Sorry. <laughs> okay. So, 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 yeah. I, I mean, people name boats all kinds of stuff, but this is rich people who have boats. I mean, if you've got a boat, you're probably rich. Like, if you've paid off your mortgage, you're rich. <laughs> if you've paid off your student loan, you're, you're rich. All this kind of stuff. Um, yeah, life is weird like that. Um, I do, I, I totally, yeah, let's, let's get into what I just Googled. So one of the, uh, the world is so full. The internet is so full. Well, I'll make this argument because I was thinking of this argument earlier today and it goes something like this. Um, there were too many, like there are too many literate people. There are too many dumb literate people. And I don't mean to say that I don't, I, I, by literate, I mean, not just people with literacy, because I want that. I like that. But there are too many people that know how to write. And there are too many dumb people that know how to write in the sense that there are too many people that write, that write dumb, or the stuff that they write ends up dumb somehow. And sometimes it's just because it's fast. Sometimes it's because they're malicious or, or they're inarticulate or they're, they're trying for something and they just fail at that. And the thing is the internet back in the early days of the internet, uh, I, I'm not going to, okay. So by early days, I mean like mid nineties. So in those days, there, there wasn't a high population of people and the people that were on this internet thing were very largely uh, the nerdy types that were, that had that as their hobby, the kind of lifestyle. And they were already, there were themes of the kind of person that were getting into it. So normal people weren't there. There were all these kind of like, yeah, they, they were all not exactly quite social outcasts, but they were specialized with that kind of stuff. And those people are still around now, but they're drowned out by like normal people, just like everyday people. And, uh, they, the, uh, the, the back in those days, what would happen is anybody who did write, um, they, they would be good at writing. Like those are the only people who ended up really writing and getting popular, getting read or anything like this. So there was a kind of qual, there was, there was less content, but there were less people. So it wasn't really noticed very much. And the content that was there was quite high quality. Nowadays, we have evolved through this period. We have this period where uh, there were just so many people blogging because they had words. And it's like, I, I think that everybody should write. I think everybody should have something like a journal or diary or should write a little bit because writing lets a person slow time down. It's actually, uh, a practice. It's like, you don't know stuff until you can share it. 
And you really don't know stuff until you can write it. And it's not for everybody, obviously. And so there are some exceptions to that. But in order to write, a person has to slow their thinking down and to form sentences and know how to communicate it well. And there was this period in the internet where everybody would just share everything to, they would just shout into the void and everybody had a blog and there were all these, uh, all these networks and stuff like that for people to form communities. By the way, Yahoo groups is going and that is, that's upsetting actually. Like later this month, whoa, was it last year? No, something else I'm thinking of then. Hmm. No, is it? Is it? I'd have to check email and stuff like that. And I'm not fully, my computer is not fully booted up. I don't have all that stuff. All that. I do not have easy access to all that stuff. So there was this time when, when there were all these groups and there was just all this clutter and all this noise and nobody could find anything about anything. So what you had to do is you had to find the particular group with that kind of specialty community in order to ask that kind of question. And that is a world that is, um, we are evolving out of now. That's why a lot of these generalist communities are, are shutting down and the, we still have specialized places, but they tend to be, um, it's like Reddit. Okay. Reddit is, it's a service, but it, then it's got all these specialty groups. And so you would find the specialty group that way, but you would know to go to Reddit and you could search across Reddit and find the specialties. And there, there are other places that are kind of like that. Like Stack Exchange is a network of, of topic specialties. And they, they all, like, for example, Ubuntu is a really popular one. So it's a Linux distribution. And because Linux is Linuxy, people need help. <laughs> and, and so they could go there and they could ask questions and get answers and they can they can vote on stuff and accept answers and you can search through all kinds of stuff. It's actually really worthwhile to go, just go there directly. But you will often get that as one of the first kits through Google. If you're just asking the Oracle of Google for permission to know something at any rate, another one of these places is Quora and Quora just lets you kind of like ask and then get responses from actual experts. Like you could go to Wikipedia and it is a rule that you not actually get an expert for anything, which is why they're all, are gar they're all garbage. Even the science is being butchered into this, into garbage. Um, anyhow, so the, the Quora that I found for like, <laughs> it's what is the path to Albert Camus? I can't pronounce it in French though, even though I probably should be able to. Uh, what is the path, path to Albert Camus's concept of lucid indifference? I didn't know it was a concept. I just saw it in there and went, oh, I understand. And then, um, okay, I'm a philosopher type, so it's weird for me. And yeah, yeah so th there was a response and it's actually a, uh, what is that? A master's in philosophy. So this is the kind of person you want to get um, responses to. And this was accepted as an answer. And there's supposed to be, I'm not sure how to actually understand how this website works. Anyhow, so it's a, for the absurd man, it is not a matter of explaining and solving, but of experience and describing. Everything begins with lucid indifference. Okay. 
Now, that is a philosophic concept of essentially being a passive observer, but observing with intent. And um, it is uh, it is interesting and it's something most people have. Most people have, uh, well, it's most what most people don't do. They're invested emotionally and stuff. And the response is rather funny. And this is why I wanted to read this off because the first line of the response is, Sounds like the average news reporter to me. Like, okay, now. Now. That's not so true anymore, is it? <laughs> so, which, which I find rather interesting that, that somebody would report something like that. Yeah, yeah. Anyhow, the rest, the rest of this gets into the philosophy of it. But, um, but talking about new, like a news reporter, the idea of a news reporter is to not be invested in the thing, but to observe, understand it, understand its communication, not necessarily understand the topic, but understand how to convey it and then blindly, blandly report on it. And that's what news used to be. Now it's all, it's opinion news. It's kind of a variation of, uh, edutainment. Edutainment is, is taking uh, education and trying to make it interesting and exciting and entertaining. And sometimes, man, in kind of the, the dark ages of computers, the, there was a lot of edutainment software. And the idea is you, you turn it into a video game and have it have the video game forces learning in its mechanics. So it's like, um, word games to understand words and like, Oh, it's, there's some bad stuff out there and I probably blocked it out of my memory. It was never popular. So it's not like I'd go out of my way to go and get any of this stuff. Um, but there's a variation of that with opinion news reporting, which is a thing happens and the person that's presenting it is, is presenting it via their opinion, which is, uh, useless. It's an incredibly useless thing to do. It's, it's like I've, I've talked about microphone. If you've got a microphone that's flavored, that's not authentic. Whatever is talking into that microphone, you're not getting the authentic reproduced sound and you're listening to it. Are you listening to it in a room while well, the room is messing with the sound? Are you listening it to your headphones where are your headphones playing or are they themselves trying to manipulate the audio to make it sound good? Well, news is the exact same thing. You get some story by person A collecting it, then an editor in between, and then it's presented to this other person who may, it's, it's the, the skit that it's being performed on news is, uh, often written for that person. And sometimes it's, it's, uh, there are little twists while it's being spoken, and it, but it may or may not be that presenter's actual opinion. They're, they're, they're the actor. And so the news <laughs> is being, being mangled by all this stuff until it's like from it's the, it's edutainment. It is the variation the the, I think it's a rather negative for a video game to, to do this kind of stuff. And the news is kind of the same way where you're not getting the authentic reproduced sound, the authentic you're not getting a game. You're, you're getting something else that's been spun for a purpose. And news is very much like that. 
because people on couches need to be engaged. And this is why topic, some topics are more quote unquote newsworthy than others. And the topic would have to be presented. And there tend to be, there's this notion of, I don't know if you've ever heard it. What is it called? Is it the 15 minutes of fame? Is that the expression? And the 15 minutes of fame is kind of like attention span. And there's another thing called a news cycle, which is kind of like a period of time where there's a fad that comes in with a set of news and it gets kind of passed around to all the news agencies and they pick up off of one another. And each one wants to be the most interesting person talking about that thing to get all of the, the brand recognition, to get people to change brands to their news, to their news uh, organization or whatever the heck to get all the attention, to get all the, whatever the heck. And they're all trying to make it as, as engaging as possible, not necessarily as high quality as possible, not necessarily as, you know, uh, as authentic as possible. And so the idea of the like 1960s news reporter that just like, that is kind of boring, but completely flat and honest and, and authentic, the, that idea is so long gone. And the idea of, of lucid indifference in, uh, like an everyday person is probably absent these days because not too many people know how to listen without having this, their opinion color it in a sense. So you, you can actually receive something whole and then kind of process it separately and then keep it distinct and then still kind of like, uh, listen and respect the argument, uh, separate from your own opinion. I don't know that people can do that anymore. Uh, I don't know how, um, I don't know how that can be encouraged in someone unless they have some sort of natural psychopathic detachment from caring about a lot of stuff. Maybe laziness is good enough. This is why minion you're good at being the indifference part. Um, maybe that's a, a, a good, like that detachment is a, a reasonable reproduction. The other one is apathy. It's, I mean, honestly, there's a lot of stuff that happens that you can get all kinds of excited about, but there's a lot of stuff that happens in the world or in your life that just doesn't matter. And people get kind of twisted up over stuff that just doesn't like, it doesn't, it just doesn't really matter. Like, um, so Canada, so it, it is that season again. And I was a little, I, do I even want to talk about this? Hey, how much time do we have? I may as well go slightly personal. It's probably going to come out eventually. I, what? Oh, sorry. I was in the web browser. Okay. So, so Canada was involved in world war two and world war one. And, uh, so we, we still honor, unfortunately, our present prime minister doesn't like honoring them, but, uh, we still honor the dead, right? We still, we still remember our soldiers. And so we have poppies that we have, that we sell that, that are, that are kind of like, that are around, they're going to be in variety stores and stuff like that. So the people can, can, rem can remember, can like 
promote the remembrance of that. So, um, I I don't. Is it done all all over Canada that we still do the the Remembrance Day? I think it, it was two minutes when I was young. Wait, yeah, it's we, worldwide. It's one minute. <laughs> wow. wow. I don't know. No clue, but it's all been to various places through when I was in school. So every they all do it. Like, uh, is it consistent in the United States, for example? I'm actually looking at the Wikipedia page for for my expert verified stuff. Like, ooh, like Ireland. It's not a public holiday. Oof. In July, they have something. That's a little bit. Okay, anyhow, I'm looking at Canada, aren't I? Um, it's a statutory holiday. So it's mandatory. Well, it's generally mandatory time off, although, of course, a lot of people work. Um, and Nova Scotia is different. I did not know that. Ooh, and some... That's a little weird. Okay, so there's a drama about that. But, um, yeah, there's drama about that. But, you know, it's the 11th. And so what was I? I was talking about something earlier. So the the so the lucid indifference, so the, the detachment, so to speak. Um, so a person might have a... So there are poppies, and they're just like these little fake flower things that... Um, men are like, that is the pin. That is the flower that a man can pin to his chest and be manly for doing it. But for any other kind of flower, it would be the opposite effect. This is the, this is a special flower. That's okay. And people, uh, put that on as a way of, of advertising to help everybody else be reminded as well. So, but these things are kind of sold They're They're placed in variety stores with a tip jar and the the it's it's a really bad idea to actually make these cost something and so uh a lot of places are like they'll have a coin jar to let you do that and some places i don't know if if it's pretty common around here will they'll they'll hand they'll give them out but often there will be somebody there and so we went to a grocery store and and there was it was a cent, it was on grocery store property where they were in and sheltered and out of the sun in the not because there's a foyer area or if you're American in certain places, a foyer and they, they were there. So the indifferent perspective is observing that that, that, uh, selling presenting had a stall there inside and somebody with, with an opinion would have it automatically colored and start thinking about, uh, well, that's, are they selling it? That's wrong. Or they would say, well, that's in store property. So that's basically a promotion by the store, which is kind of a no, no for the, for a grocery store that's next to high traffic. That's a little bit weird or, and they might go, oh, or, 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 and have a chain of opinions coloring everything. And they might present things in a, in a strange way, things that kind of colored through them. And a more indifferent person would just say that, that it happened and they would describe where, and they wouldn't, exp they wouldn't explain why unless they interviewed somebody. And then they would say, well, this person 
said this. They wouldn't even say this person explained why. They would just say this. They would quote the person. And news reporting hasn't done that in as long as I've been alive, I think. And which is, you know, ever like, like when, so it's, it is a concept that is a philosophical idea that probably isn't real. It might not even be possible from most, most humans ever, right? So philosophers are not normal. <laughs> well, they're certainly not typical. That's for sure. So I don't know why I wanted to talk about poppies, but I'm probably not going to bring that up again. I've had, um, I mean, a lot of people will have ancestry that, that was impacted by, by one of the wars, because <laughs> that's kind of what wars do. Um, but that's definitely a little bit more depressing than is suitable for this show. So, wow, I had notes. Maybe I should not stray. It's not a script, but maybe I shouldn't stray from my notes as much as I have. So, Minion, let's, uh, one of your goals before next show, and I'll flay you if you don't do this, is... I don't think it can happen. What, before now and next show? You've got time. You've got a lot of time on your hands. Tomorrow, well... You're going to be driving, that's fine, the day after, the day after that. Maybe the day, maybe between next Monday, show... Monday, and then yeah. Tuesday, I'll be in another city. Then Wednesday, you'll be coming back. Yeah, Okay, whatever. And I will be able to do it then. So, oh, actually, ha. Yeah, I can do stuff. You you can, yes. Okay. I was thinking I believe... until next show. Next show, well, next show's Wednesday and I won't be here. Oh, wait a sec. Yeah. I have the time but after that. I believe in you. You can do it. Yes, I can. And It'll be a day... miracle to be flayed, though. <laughs> I'll... I'll, I'll wait. We'll have a tally above the door. And when, as soon as you get back, be like, look at this. Well, look, you do. Um, so the, so thing number one, edit all of the, um, playlists and make them and reverse sort them. So I guess they'd be sorted by date added and then make sure the most recent one is first. That's real important. And so that's thing one. Thing two is change the front YouTube page. So there should be um, three lists. One should just be all videos, right? Just like the normal list. The next one should be clips, most recent first, right? So that playlist. And the next is the other place, which is full shows, most recent first. And people have the option to look at a playlist and then sort it the way they want. So a person who's like an archivist that's going back to episode one, oh, I'm so sorry if you're doing that, and wants to see everything in chronological order, like in the order we uploaded, which is hopefully in chronological order, unless you're really messing that up, th then they can do that, right? So, but fixing it so that the defaults are really happy for people, uh, these two things are really important. Um, that and getting the intro video fixed. Um, and you've, you've already got the scene fixed have you done that already because you were yep see see how much time you spent and you can actually like write that down in your journal do you keep one anymore slash still or yet i or what? haven't attempted doing that in a long time do you even remember the benefit it gave you <laughs> maybe i should have had you like i don't know i guess an audio blog talking it's about something this i couldn't be bothered to do 
Well, that's the thing. While you're you're too you're too indifferent, <laughs> and I can describe to you all day about how, what the benefits are of of like you need a way of rewarding yourself for doing things that are good for you, because normally what would happen is all you have to do is accidentally do something that's good for you. And then it automatically rewards you and you go, Hey, wait a second, maybe I should do that again. And then you would do that again because you've experienced it, but you just kind of forget it somewhere in between somewhere in the middle and then just be like, well, and you don't even think about doing something that's good for you. Like, like I don't late, think at all. Well, it's like permanent meditation in there. <laughs> it's, it's very, it must be very strange in your head. Um, I've got, yeah. I'm I would thinking. actually like to see, I would actually like to see those, every, you've seen things where people go into heads or like into the minds of others and then you just go, huh, this is their head, this is what they think of or this is how their head space is. Do you remember the movie, um, what's the actor's name? John Malkovich. That's it. Yes. That was a, I don't know. I didn't quite like the ending bit, but that was a good movie. That was a unique movie. <laughs> that was the most self-serving advertising movie ever since I, like, I don't think he was in, that was more of a takeover. Uh, no, I mean the movie being named after the actor with the actor cost. Like it, it is, it is, no, what's it like? There are these movies that are basically made by like that sell products. It's like that one movie that kept talking about Windex or, you know, there are just movies where there is way too much of the, the presentation of a certain thing. I got that impression from the, the being John Malkovich. It was just one gigantic ad for John Malkovich. It's so that you wouldn't forget his name. And you'd know what his face looked like and, and stuff like that. And it, no, it was a good movie. Fine. But why did what to... he looks like? <laughs> I've got a stuck in my head. It's burned. It's burned in there. It's like, uh, it's like Steve Buscemi. <laughs> if that's the way you pronounce his name. We've got guys on image boards who there's a, there's one website imager and, uh, it, I don't recommend it. It's garbage now. <laughs> Thanks America. And, the there's some dude that just keeps posting a picture of of Steve Buscemi every single day. That's just what he does for some reason. It's it's probably a bot made by the PR people of that actor, um, and it's not a flattering picture or anything like that. But it's memorable. Um, I don't. I mean, I had to shoo away somebody that came to our door to sell us a product that we already have. <laughs> I'm like, I got a no solicitation sign. I've talked about this before. I mean, it's just a post-it note at this point, but I'm like, no solicitation. <laughs> and I'm thinking after the fact, like, like, dude, I'm trying to protect your brand. You don't want to try to sell it to me when I'm not looking for it. You don't want to come and disturb me because I was in the middle of rearranging a bedroom and I did not want to deal with anything. And so that is not the right, that I would not be a good customer 
at that time. So I am trying to protect a person's brand by saying no solicitation because I will think bad things about that um, and bad things about that brand if, uh, if it's interrupting me. If it's, and there's something like that that happens in movies where this stuff gets presented to me, gets plastered on stuff, and it gets in the way in some sense. And I start thinking negatively of the brand for doing that. Um, I, don't, I don't know how many other people are like this. Obviously not enough, right? Or, or they'll just, nobody in marketing has ever wondered about that sort of stuff, about that sort of, of person. So it's uh, maybe I'm just weird, like, you know, I'm the crazy one. I'm fine with that, but at least I know that about myself. So I do try to protect brands by shooing away salespeople. And, but all this stuff sticks out. Um, yeah. How much time do we have left? Cause I'm kind of out of stuff to talk about. Um, yeah, we've got a few Wait, minutes left. Hold on. What time does it say for you? Time till show ends three minutes. I just tabbed over because remember okay. how I was I was reading articles on Quora well, and stuff like this. There, I know that you you have some sync. Well, there's some sync issues, but yeah, mine. Mm. <laughs> since I'm the source, mine yeah, is like two thirty-eight-seven right now. Yeah, thirty-five. Okay. I, I am in sync. I am in sync with you. I don't know. It was the one time that was off by quite a while, and that was I don't know what was going on with that. Um. I was making it a point in the past to refresh the page during every break. I just forgot. Uh, I have been doing so much stuff. Uh, it's kind of crazy over the last few days. It's been very tiring. So we are at a legitimate end. That probably saves me. I'm so running out of stuff to do. That's why I want to get a camera going. And then, so for next show, get me on camera and I mean, we can try streaming or something. If you want, I can throw an alchemy. I we have are that. streaming. No, I mean, we can try streaming a video game. Oh, uh, okay. I, I, I technically have permission from Cop Capcom to stream alchemy. If you'd like. How? Um, what I did is I streamed alchemy and then their bot noticed me and I got, I got manually approved. So my stuff oh, doesn't, okay. it's, it's automatically, uh, it's automatically known by them and it, uh, advertises the, so it, it's, it adds branding to the YouTube video itself. So just underneath the video as it's playing, it'll have, you know, Okami and I think you can click and buy the game or something like that. And so I actually went, uh, it's like normally you would get a copyright strike, but instead of the copyright strike, they're like, nope, that's okay that you can, you can show that you can have that. And then, uh, and so I, I don't monetize it. I don't know if they monetize it, but they might. So, but yeah, yeah. So, so it's okay. And I have been noticed and authorized this kind of stuff. So, and I've streamed a bunch of times, so they're cool. Um, I haven't streamed through your stuff, right? Through lucid indifference. We don't quite have a concept of uploading videos yet. So, and this, man, it's a massive hard drive space issue. So if you're going to do 60 frames a second, like 1080p, that's for two and a half hours every week, right? So removing break stuff uh, for a final upload. That's a lot of drive space, man. 
I can I can arrange 10 terabytes from this company. 10 terabytes, man. They don't even advertise that as, as being for sale, but I can arrange it because I know a man. I know a guy on the inside now. Um, and uh, so I could do that, but I you'd have to calculate for me how 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 much drive space that would take because that's insane that is really insane or or i'd have to buy new hard drives and duplicates of hard drives put them in separate fireproof safes for all the copies of all of our old shows but it's all doable and that would get more people that would get more attention and that would be but okami does not uh does not stream well. I have not noticed that that anybody has cared when I stream. You know, I'll get the occasional person. But if you were to do like something, anything else, League of Legends for all I care, um, and then just like put, well, your character name would be available, yeah? So I don't know what you want to do. Start a new account, do it from scratch. Do like lol beginner, and you can pretend to be a beginner. <laughs> and stream that. That would be hilarious. I'm not going to play. Uh, I play Heroes of the Storm. Maybe you could uh, stream my Heroes of the Storm. I only do versus AI, and we have a lot of fun. Uh, but I like to chat with people, so I don't want them on stream without permission. And then me not talking would be kind of boring. Me not talking with them would be kind of not boring. Kind of be, be boring. So it would be, I'd be torn between talking to the stream and talking to them, which would be weird. Weird. Anyhow, we're done. So uh, we still have other shows that are queued, and I still kind of have to figure out episode 30 still. I've been kind of lazy and busy. And, uh, but we have, so we have lots more stuff to upload. So uh, Minion, you are going away for a while, but are we still going to be able to do next show, do you suppose? Which show? The next show on Wednesday. Definitely not. No? Okay. So we're going to skip, skip next Wednesday. Do you need me to give you a bunch of stuff right away so that you can queue it over that period? Or do you have enough? Uh, it should be fine. I still got a few to queue up. So Okay, so we're going to be fine until... From the early files. We'll be good for a while. We'll be good for until Friday, I think. Oh, awesome. Okay, but I, I will still continue working. But it's good. I will ha technically have Wednesday off then, which is nice. Uh, World of Warcraft has announced a new... Uh, new content it is coming out on the crap i can't remember i think it is on the 11th actually Ooh, i have discord open and my guild has talked about that so let's see it is on november 23rd so that means that that's the shadowlands release on 23 so i'm absolutely not going to be available unless we figure out a way for me to 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 do this while I'm playing or if I want to take a break or something like this. And then the new content patch, which is also very important is I, why isn't it saying here? It's coming out. I think next on the 10th, I think it is. And so that is probably really important for me. And I'm not sure if, uh, if that's going to interrupt the show or not. Um, and I'm not sure that I want to stream that because, um, because, because, <laughs> because I don't necessarily want people going from watching the stream to looking at my character to being in my guild or something weird like that to knowing me personally, but my guild kind of knows me personally. So I'm not sure. I haven't decided that we should have a conversation about that one of these days. 
Um, anyhow, yeah, we're done. So we'll be back next Sunday. So that's going to be a bit of time. And I will see you guys then. So thank you for thank you for coming. It's been 2020-1101. This is episode 30 of Lucid Indifference. That's lucidindifference.com. Go there. Look at. I'll get an intro up there sooner or later. And you can check out our clips. And maybe I'll get a playlist embedded as well. And you can see us on YouTube for our full shows. Thanks for listening. Bye.